Hello, all you lovely people. Welcome to another episode of the Calm Mind Podcast. My name is Bird Keeper Toby, and joining me, as always, is the wonderful, my incredible co-host, True Green Seven. Ron, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's funny because I just saw our guest uh, surprised at the name of our podcast because I don't think we even told him that. You so haven't told me. He's heard it, <laughs> and that, and of course, I, I like it. That is the voice of our lovely, lovely guest today, our first guest for the, I'll say it again, the Calm Mind podcast, the one, the only, Ace Trainer Liam. How are you doing? You like it? I'm fantastic. I really like the name Calm Mind. When it, you, like, like Ron said, you, you saw me react like, that's really good. I'd have <laughs> yeah. never thought of that. And congratulations to you both, not just on the podcast, you know, getting underway and being the third episode, but also having the best guest you're ever going to have. Like, you've peaked. Yeah. Well done. We've got to stop here. This is the last one. That's We're it. Done. Congratulations. No we're Trilogy. hoping to we're hoping to get on guests like Liam, other people in the Pokemon YouTube realm, but maybe other people all across the YouTube realm to, to kind of be in this from time to time. Um, it's cool to see your your live reaction to stuff as we're recording this. Um, we've only just this week seen for the first time the incredible graphic that you'll have been watching if you're watching I want this to on see YouTube. The <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll have seen that graphic. All Ron's doing absolutely Perfect. gorgeous. But this week, I got to react to, the, to it to the first time, and I just thought it was brilliant. You did such a good job with it, mate. No problem. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up because like people already like have seen it for like what three episodes now. But uh, I yeah, if you see, if you're looking at it right now, if you're looking on the screen, there's this uh, this sun that looks like a minior. I mean, I guess minior is our our mascot. Yes, I yeah. Kinda. yeah. But um, Toby came up with that design, really. So does minior get calm mind? Yeah. I, yeah, that's definitely it's the reason oh, okay, why that's, got yeah, that's okay, that's <laughs> okay. I was going to say, for a split second, I was like, wait. Can you imagine? <laughs> we just uh, missed that one. <laughs> um, but so I think Liam is the perfect uh, first guest because I was basically editing the first few episodes and I was noticing that Toby and I really don't disagree on anything. <laughs> like We don't fight, we don't argue. I mean, even if we do disagree on like, the rare occasion, like it's we resolve it in like a minute. And... Which is fun because, like, if you if you're listening to people who usually agree and then they start like disagreeing, that's a fun time right there. So it it is gonna be fun along the way. But we wanted to bring someone who we normally <laughs> someone opinionated, yeah. <laughs> someone who doesn't have the most uh, sane opinions, at least in my I'm perspective. Sane. I am here to deliver, but already you are taking jabs. <laughs> now, I mean, you don't have anything to promote, right? You didn't. We just brought you. We just. <laughs> I mean, I have a sponsor, but other than that, WTF moments, please watch them. Siri battles, please watch them. I, I want to be able to carry on doing my job, so that'd be nice if more new your, people your could WTF come find the channel. Your WTF moments are great. They're, well, they're, they're really yeah. for, for anyone listening who doesn't know you're you're I'm assuming a Pokemon fan. It's my been my way of reliving the Pokemon anime week <laughs> to week. Has been watching you calling out all the absolute nonsense that exists in in the show. You're the perfect it's person funny. to do that too. It's funny because when I started it, I was like, this is going to be so much fun. I'm going to watch the Pokemon anime and I just react to it, have a bit of banter about it. And it's gotten to the point now where I'm like, oh, it's this episode. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I really have to sit and watch this multiple times to, to find all the stuff for it. Did you watch the episodes when they, f like all of them when they first aired? Are you familiar? When or are you finding episodes you're like... I didn't know there was an episode about Dunsparce or whatever. I'm I don't know. I'm watching so Kanto like the Kanto seasons all the way up to Ash winning the Indigo League and the very early days of Johto. 
probably I'm probably past the point now that I watched as uh, watched to as a child. Mm. So a lot of the Johto stuff now is quite new to me. Like I, I'm doing the Sentra episode as we're doing this recording. I didn't even I've never seen the Sentra episode before. When I get to Diamond and Pearl, when I was like in my twenties, I watched all of Diamond and Pearl, all oh. of Black and White, all wow. of like X and Y onwards. Um, so it's really jo- uh, Johto and Hoenn are the anime seasons that are quite mm. newish to me, apart from the odd episode I've picked up on Pokemon TV here or there. So now I'm at a point where I'm having to watch them for the first time and then give my honest, candid reactions. Whereas for the Kanto stuff, I already had in my mind, like, I remember this was garbage. I remember this wasn't very good. I remember this was a really weird thing. Although there are still some episodes that slip through the cracks. Like there's a couple of episodes. I, I can't pinpoint a specific one, but during the Kanto seasons, I remember there being an entire episode that I would have seen as a kid, but I have no recollection of at all. And I'm like, when did any of this ever happen? And it's stuff that nobody ever talks about. And only a handful of people in the comments of that episode of WTF were like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes growing up. And I'm like, I've never heard of it, but I must have seen it because I watched Pokemon religiously as a kid over and over. Repeats, repeats, repeats. What's funny is that I'm trying to remember an episode that I don't remember. So it's not really possible. <laughs> You're trying to be like, oh, here's what I don't remember. <laughs> you, you need to go through on Cerebi and episode by episode, click the thumbnail and go, is that a thing I've seen? Yeah. Liam is probably the streamer that I watch the most like on stream. <laughs> like other streamers I watch a lot of clips of, but like I actually attend Liam's streams the most out of any streamer i i can confirm like i don't always know that ron's there but every so often in the middle of like quite a deep conversation in stream suddenly true green seven pops up in the chat and i'm like oh yeah ron's here ron's always here yeah so like when i was asking to promote i just forgot that you stream even though that's like (laughs) well yeah so did i apparently (laughs) i've got a a little button an auto button on my stream deck that lights up with your face when you're live so right now it's telling me that yeah right now it's telling me that your lovely girlfriend tiara star is live she's got a little button and if i hit that button it just opens up her stream automatically you told me about this a couple of weeks ago and i absolutely love it i I don't have time to sit and set it up but at the same time i kind of want to because it just sounds cool follow a tutorial literally took two minutes i've got like all of my close friends um, are on on here, and if they're Twitch, That's if rad. it lights up, I know they're live. Really... I press the button, it opens it up in a tab. And does it have their little icon on the yeah. Stream Deck button? That's yeah, so literally. Cool. So right now, I'm looking at Tierra Star dressed with with the Cynthia cosplay. And if I hit the <laughs> button, it will open up her stream, which is super cool. That's um, so cool, man. And yours is grayed out, obviously, because you're here. Because I'm right this, here, baby. You're here recording this. I wanted to ask you about the old episodes, just to go back for like two seconds. When you're watching those. Because the art style, the voice acting is the same as the original series for a good while. And especially throughout Johto, it's very similar to Kanto. And it was all happening during the time of Pokemania. Do you watch episodes you haven't seen, but still experience a sort of nostalgia? Or is it like just totally alien? I'm really interested in this. I I will specifically say Brock's voice and James' voice. Like hearing them, Mm, just it just takes me back to like you know 1990s early 2000s that we're in now um for johto and it is just very much a wow it's like i'm just re it's it's like i'm i'm reliving something which technically i never saw to begin with just imagine audience imagine for a second that there was a pokemon brown version or a Pokemon Orange version that came out in the 1990s that you never played, and now you can go back and play it with the same level of nostalgia. Like, it's like that. It's like discovering something years later that's... You I know, guess it's I mean, like with it's, um, 
because there's a there's a ROM hack of Pokemon Red that adds in like Noivern and all of the Gen Six and I think seven eight maybe up to right. eight with like the old style like sprites or whatever and that's a similar thing I guess because you're going back and you're playing Pokemon Red but now it's like oh but before I go to um, Lavender Town I can pick myself up a Noibat which is you know it's like it's that similar sense of like this is really nostalgic but also i shouldn't be nostalgic for ah do you remember using noibat on the game boy because that isn't a thing that happened the first time i played heart gold and soul silver i was already like a late teen and it was like the first time i ever played through uh johto and it was nostalgic even though i never played through johto as a child uh and i think it really has to do with like whenever you trigger like something that's like in the recesses of your mind, because maybe I, I definitely saw Johto Pokemon before I played Heart Gold, and I probably heard a few of the music, definitely saw a few of the episodes, so Johto was in the back of my mind, and it just, the new experience had to like unlock that, I guess, um, even though it wasn't like, a big part of my childhood. So I think a lot of nostalgic stuff for me that feel nostalgic, even though they technically aren't, are like that. It's a cool feeling. Yeah, nostalgia is my favorite feeling. I I know why people are addicted to it. it I mean, I am. Yeah, I think I am. Like it's mm. so good. It's I mean, like my second favorite feeling. My my favorite feeling <laughs> is is love, <laughs> of yeah. course. I was gonna go with being full of food, but love's good too. Having a really good poo. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, Literally uh, ten minutes for the podcast. Yes, let's go. What's crazy? Is, yeah, I was like, I was waiting. When? How? How fast can we get to poop? Um, <laughs> but. But what's funny is that I've noticed that music in general is probably the... Everybody's music taste is based mm-hmm. on nostalgia. Uh, yeah. We always think it's all usually based on like how good our music taste is. It's really nope. just based on what we listened to as a kid and yep. and what triggers the happiness. Oh, yeah, what, what what time does that song remind you of? It's yeah. like such a yeah. integral part to the enjoyment of music. Hear, hearing a song that you remember can just take you back to a literal moment yeah. in your life of like, I was sat here in this chair on yep. this veranda somewhere. But like, and that's why I love listening to music so much because I'm able to like control the nostalgia. I'm able to be like, okay, I want to feel like that day. Yeah, when, you that's know, cool. I, I remember the song that I listened to like the day I walked out of my last day of uh, college. <laughs> so it's like, oh, now I listen to that whenever yeah. I want to go on a walk and feel happy. But I think the number one thing other than the music that triggers nostalgia for me is smell. Have you guys, does that yes. do that to you? I, right. Not There's, so much for me. Really? It, it hits me. There is a shop in a place called Harlow in the UK, which I've only been to twice. It's a random town, just north of London, whatever. I've been there. I went for a walk around. I went into this shop called Three Darths. I don't know if it's still there. Plug promotion. Um, <laughs> I walked in, and I don't know what the smell was. I've never experienced it anywhere else I can think of, but I just went in there, and suddenly I was a child because of the smell. And I went back there another oh. time and confirmed... It's there. What is that? What <laughs> wait, is that? Wait, wait. Sm- you uh, made that sound like you went back specifically just to smell it this was, place. Like because it <laughs> really? was no, no, no. Genuinely, the shop's cool. It's a geeky shop. It's the kind of shop I go in. But it was, I Hell specifically <laughs> went in. I specifically went in to kind of huff the store and go. Oh, what is that? Because it had such a profound effect, and it just took me back to like some unlocked half memory of being a kid but i don't know even know what that memory was it was a long trust, time ago now trust birdkeeper toby to make an entire appointment take an entire day trip to go and smell nerd sweat i, w- <laughs> I want to be clear i was going there anyway and i was like if i'm going here 
I'm not not going in that shop. I need to know if I just imagine I that, need to you know? know how it smells. I need no, to I know. Hope they've got some deals on, just like, oh, man, it better smell the same. <laughs> or this trip is ruined. Your your face is going to be behind the counter now. Do not allow this man to enter. <laughs> <laughs> he will try to smell. <laughs> it triggers that, like, ratatouille uh, shot. Yeah. Oh. What's funny is that I'll, like, this is, like, a reoccurring thing where I'll just, like, I'll, like, kiss my mom on the head and, like, smell, like, whatever she smells like that day. And I'll be like, oh, you smell like Macy's in 2005 or something like that. Because um, I know I literally <laughs> that, picture... Sorry. That, that's, that's a, a nice really wholesome memory, but I just... <laughs> But I, that's I, also the, 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 like, not the reaction I'm sure your mum is looking for when she yeah, puts right? on her perfume in the morning is, oh, I hope I smell like 2005 Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> I really am able to pinpoint, like, the actual, like, age that I was when I that's smelled that smell. Um, because, like, I mean, every year of your life is a bit different. So, like, if I was in, yeah. the, in a Macy's, it was probably, with my mom, it was probably 2005. Because, I don't know, maybe in 2006 I was too old to go to Macy's with her or something. I don't know. Before we, before we move on, Ron... How's your week been? What have you been up to? Well, I mean, the, we're still in the middle of it, but like la- the past week, the previous week was Passover for me, so I was celebrating oh, that. Of course. Um, nothing great. It wasn't like an unusual one. It was pretty normal. Uh, except y- I... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you have to excuse me. I don't know anything about Passover, really. I, Could you tell us a bit? I remember bits about Passover because of an episode of the Rugrats. Oh, yeah. That's a really good... That's, love- that's my knowledge of Passover and, and the, the Seder... Is that right? The Seder, yeah. And the matzah loaf, which is the, the unrisen bread, right? He's good. Yes, go me. I'm remembering GCSE religious studies. People always talk about uh, representation, right? And Rugrats was probably one of the few cartoons that had any kind of like Jewish representation, at least. So it really meant a lot as like a little mm. Jewish kid. That was, uh, because of Rugrats, I think I understand how important uh, representation is. But uh, yeah, so the, I mean, do you need to know what the holiday is or the traditions or both? I, I, a bit of both. I really don't know anything about it. It basically honest. just celebrates the exodus, the the, uh, the time that the Jews, or uh, the Israelites left uh, being enslaved in Egypt. And right. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to explain the etymology of everything like Passover because then that, I have to tell you the story of, of Passover. Is there, there's some, some, fa- is there some fasting involved? No, no, non-Passover. No? It's basically eight days of you're not allowed to eat any bread or anything that is uh, yes, not r- right. that it has risen. So it's only so the only kind of bread you can eat is matzah. And the way we celebrate this holiday is basically have this seder, which is basically this big grand uh, feast, I guess, where we tell the tale of the Exodus, where we tell the tale of Passover to the children. Or I mean, a lot of Jewish holidays, it's mostly about the food. Honestly, it's it, it, there's not like an active thing that you're doing throughout the holiday. Like you're just, so you're just chilling, <laughs> but it's mostly just what you're sure. doing during the feast and all the traditions during the feast, um, and also the history. So it's basically they tried to kill us. Now we eat because <laughs> they did not succeed. <laughs> uh, that's every do, you, do you have anything like specific that you do that like is more of a family tradition uh, that like you didn't know, you know, like a movie you watch or like a specific food that you eat or something that like you just don't. What's funny no is that, that every year I'm like, oh, we're going to watch Fiddler on the Roof because that's our tradition to watch Fiddler on the Roof on Passover. And we never do. But it's like, but we always act as if it's our tradition because we one time tried to watch it and like, I don't know. We stopped in the middle, and then we never finished it. So we're always on limbo. We're like, when are we going to finish this Fiddler on the Roof that we started 10 years ago? Oh, it's going to be this year. It's going to be this year. And it never is. So I I feel like that's a tradition to just complain about whether or not we're watching Fiddler on the Roof. (laughs) Um, I love that. But other than that, it's usually, I mean, every Jewish family does. Like, the the middle 
four days of the eight days of Passover. It's called Cholamoed, which is the days that you're allowed to just go and have fun. Because usually on a holiday, on a Jewish holiday, and over the also the the uh, the Sabbath on Saturday, religious Jews they're not allowed to like use electricity or work or go oh, wow. or do anything really like that. So, but the middle four days you're able to do that for Passover. So that's when a lot of Jews go on like vacation, like they go on a lot of trips to like the park or museum, and like you'll see a lot of like w- if you're in Passover and you go to like the city, whatever city that you live near. Uh, as long as there's a Jewish population like New York, for example, you'll see a lot of Jews just hanging out at the park or doing something during Passover. Um, so that's uh, that's usually a Jewish tradition, I'd say, among most families. But uh, yeah, other than that, I had an ant infestation <laughs> in, oh. in my room, for some reason only situated around my bed during last week. Um, so the whole week, I spent like 10 hours dealing with that, like tearing apart my room, like looking under my bed looking for where the the source of this ant infestation someone's is. been getting some sugar well that's okay so here's what's funny that i just <laughs> i basically this was the one week that i ate a lot of food in my room so we had th- a lot of like treats and i assumed that it was because of that but it wasn't because you know have you ever heard of spring cleaning yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that comes from Passover. So before, oh, a month before Passover, just the whole month, you're just cleaning the entire uh, house. So there's no like breadcrumbs or anything, anything that's chametz or anything that is n- not kosher for Passover, like breadcrumbs or anything oh. that is. So it's like this is literally the cleanest my my house is the entire week. So why would there be ants? And also, again, only situated around my bed. It's nowhere else in my room, and I'm not. I wasn't eating in my bed. I don't, I don't know, man. It sounds like you're eating in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the end, we found out the reason is that there's just a hole near the window near the bed. <laughs> but, uh. And that's the reason they're not... Like, all the ones on the floor are dead because we did uh, bug spray literally, like, a month ago. So, like, all the ones around the floor are dead. All the ones on my bed are alive. Um, so, that leads me to believe that they're not coming from the floor. They're coming from the window. And that's how we uh. solved it. And then I just sealed up the hole that I found in the window. And then it's been good for the last week. And I'm happy. I, I was hoping that you had discovered that you were in fact the real life version of Ant-Man and that you just discovered your <laughs> Ant-Man controlling you powers. You and all of, this, this army, the, ant, the great ant god decided, Ron's the new Ant-Man, sent an, a legion of ants to you and you went, ah, get rid of them. Ah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> It's not. What's funny is that there, it wasn't just the normal ants. It was the flying ants. It was the car- oh, grand, adult was, comfort carpet yeah. ants. But none of them were flying because they were. As soon as they come, they land on my bed, and then when they touch the floor, they're touching the poison. So they're all like basically intoxicated, and they're not flying when they're alive, at least. So that was good. I was able to kill every one of them. As someone who hates bugs, like the idea of ants being in my bed makes my actual skin crawl. Like, well, yeah, well yeah, I'm yeah, extremely yeah. arachnophobic, so I'm like. Ants, oh. anything with six legs, I'm good. I'm like, okay, you can just get out of here. I, like the first, like I was just lying down in my bed. I was about to start a new playthrough of Black and White Two for the first time in a long time. So I was really excited. I was hyping myself up for the entire like week. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start playing in Passover because you know I like starting new games during a holiday because it's nostalgic. You know, that's when you yeah. usually get new games, I guess. Um, so I sit on my bed. I'm like, all right, finally time to relax. And I see an ant on me, and I I just flick it. If it was a spider, I would have ran away. I would have burnt the house. But I just flicked it. And I'm like, okay, that's I, it. I love this idea of you seeing an ant and mistaking its feelers for two extra legs and being like, ah, oh wait, sometimes no, that happens. An sometimes <laughs> that amazing. happens. amazing. But no, it's like it's also like the body shape. For example, like a lot of insects, mm. they have the six, the three segments, yeah. right? Well, so it really, honestly, it really, I think it is more the body shape than the legs because I feel like if you cut off one leg of a 
of a spider, I'm still gonna be afraid of it. <laughs> but if it's you gave thick, it one extra furry body, yeah. If but if you yeah. gave it like just a thorax or something that it doesn't have, then I'll, oh, that's that's fine. That's okay. I don't know what a thorax is. Is it a, s- a throat thing? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Ah, oh, my thorax is hurting. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> thorax. Thor didn't have an axe. He had a hammer. <laughs> Oh, he's, out, he's got an axe now. Now he has an axe, thor- dude. A thorax is the part of the body of a mammal between the neck and the abdomen, including exactly. the cavity enclosed by the ribs, breastbone, and, do- and or dorsal vertebrae. Uh, or it's the middle section of the body of an insect. That's the go-to. This is, I think, in 28 years now, the only time I've ever said the word thorax, and probably will be the only time for the next 28 years I'll ever use the word thorax for anything in I mean, any context. Now, you wait, because there's going to be a Pokemon that's going to be like a light lightning god but it's oh, also yeah. gonna be like it's got some kind of axe body part and it'll be called thor axe and you'll oh, be like yeah, oh yeah, i said it. it yeah like in like a norway region where we have like the greek uh, like the greek the norse gods and stuff <laughs> <That'd be pretty laughs> cool. i would love pokemon cool. to do a norway region and just be like oh all the legendaries are based on greek gods though <laughs> no but they did that they did they did kalos they did a yeah, who was region. oh yeah and then they were like have some norse gods yeah <laughs> That is weird. Oh, well, then it's overdue. Yeah. And mm. actually, in Unova, they're like, here's the three musketeers. And it's like, you know you're working on Kalos right now. Like, you know that you are. So, like, why are we getting What's funny now? is that for, for Unova, I think it's because to Japanese people, the West is literally every country to the West of Japan. So they're right. like, Unova is the West. Let's add everything. Like, let's have like a, like a Kafagrigus, which isn't from the americas let's yeah. have anything that isn't from japan put that in unova um i think that was their thought process i nearly asked if egypt was west of japan and then my brain went liam africa <laughs> <laughs> come well, on man i used to love right i used to love ancient egypt as a kid i wanted to grow up and be an egyptologist and i'm sat here like is egypt west of japan yes <laughs> yes it is you're watching uh you're I mean, watching moon moon night at the moment I, I am watching Moon Knight at the moment. Are you liking okay. it? Because it's got I, a lot of that in it. I didn't start Moon Knight yet. I feel it has ups and downs. In yeah. like the, some some parts of the episode, you're like, "Wow, this is incredible," and then other parts of the episode, you're like, "Come on, do something." Because uh, usually me and Phoebe will watch stuff together. We have the same um, opinions about stuff, and we're having that horrible thing in a relationship where I. I'm not really hugely enjoying myself right now watching it. And oh, she is absolutely loving it. And yeah, the end of the last him. episode, she was quite quiet. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, just don't like it. I just like it. And I was like, that's okay. You can like <laughs> you it. She's like, bad. she's like, yeah, but I can tell you don't like it. And, and then you're going to say all the reasons you don't like it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to say a thing now. I don't want to ruin your enjoyment. Me and Sophie had a similar thing with the start of Hawkeye. I mean, as we went through Hawkeye, the more bored I actually got. And I was like, this is a long 50 minutes to get through. But at the start of it, I was like, it's okay. Let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not the greatest show. We just had Loki and that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so obviously mm. maybe we're trying to hold it to that standard, but I think it's built into something all right. Sophie was completely bored. What's funny is that Hawkeye, I, I'm just a big fan of Haley Steinfeld. So I was is really that, enjoying is that. Is that the main girl? That's the main yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. She's also Kate like, Bishop. she's what? She's Vi in Arcane, Toby. Fire uh, Arcane, yeah. Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, she's a really good voice actor. Oh, we- she's Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse? Yeah. Damn. She's, she's Bumblebee. She's, re- she's really funny. She's in Bumblebee. Have you have you ever seen, was it Edge of Seventeen or something? Was it- 
I haven't seen it, no. But I've, I've seen clips from it. I know what you mean. It's the it's the one with Woody Harrelson, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it an really amazing good. movie. I love coming of age films, so and it's one yeah. of the best coming of age. Oh, films. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise. I movie. love Edge of Tomorrow too. I love dude. Edge of Tomorrow, man. One of the it's most so underrated films of that decade. I, I I love Groundhog Day films, so like Edge mm. of Tomorrow, Source Code is great. Oh, I love Source. I have to watch. Yeah. It. I watched that when I was like thirteen. I probably didn't get it. I, I, I think watch it. No, movie. I loved it though. I love when we have to we get like godlike powers like the Eternals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean those were pretty gener- generic. I powers, liked though. the Eternals. Like the reason I just really enjoyed I- Eternals more than the average person at least was because I'm a huge fan of like revisionist history, like ah. in any in any media. I just love seeing oh that's what actually happened in in history or yeah that that's that why oh, this okay. massive historical event happened is because I of love- these guys yeah. Like the X Men, they did it really well. Where they're like, "Oh, the I don't know, Chernobyl, for example, caused more mutants or whatever." Yeah. Or, like, or Kennedy was assassinated by uh, by Magneto or something like that. My favorite thing of that in all fiction that I've seen is there's a Doctor Who episode in which they go back in time to the a couple of days before Pompeii erupts, uh-huh. and the Doctor's companion is like, "We need to warn everyone in Pompeii that the mountain's going to erupt," and the Doctor's like, "This is a fixed point in history. They don't even know what a volcano is yet. This is just a mountain to them." And then it's Doctor Who, so there's some sci-fi bits and there's some aliens that turn out are living under the mountain, and there comes to a point where those aliens are going to use the mountains sort of magma power to take over the whole world and the doctor is forced into a situation where they basically have to blow up the volcano to save the world and they mm. they're like that's this is the fixed bit of history yeah. it's it's either pompeii or it's the world we've got to do this and so they sort of do it together and it's it's kind of thing they managed to save a family um which is peter capaldi's family who ends up actually being the doctor way down the line oh, and that's, that's a whole cool. thing but Wait i really minute. like that episode the really doctor good. has a family no, 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 no. So, so, no. So, Peter Capaldi, the actor who played the Doctor before Jodie Whittaker, yeah, he was a character. He's a different character in the the actor. Oh, so the Doctor goes character. into other humans. No, the actor Peter Capaldi. He was in the show as a different character. Yes, there yeah, we go. actually, he's been in the show as two different characters before because he's in a spin-off show as well that's part of the same chronology. So, why does the Doctor look like Peter Capaldi when he's Peter, when? I him. think they make a point about it about being someone that he saved and it's like a oh. uh, they oh. make some I really like the idea yeah. that if ever Marvel wanted to do a crossover with Doctor Who like get in touch with the BBC and do a crossover Loki and Sylvie have been in Pompeii at the that, same yeah. time as the Doctor <laughs> <laughs> and they could totally do a little like hey how did we miss each other like maybe they'll both go back <laughs> to that point in time and be like this was happening are we at the point I was gonna say of, yeah, yeah, of randomly? I think we are. We you read my mind. We just had a psychic mind moment. It was I a think. calm mind moment. Ooh, I feel calm. Well, you go ahead, mate. Yeah, let's generate that Pokemon. I mean, we're gonna. It's gonna end up in probably the same conversation. <laughs> we're just gonna. Was go that on a, a segue? From the, I mean, that's Is that what I just really. witnessed? Oh my word! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta work on that. I, I'm, I'm the king <laughs> of the G Fuel ad reads freaking segue so hearing hearing that was like oh it's like watching a train crash into another train <laughs> in pompeii and get covered in lava famously <laughs> that did happen they found the train as they were digging for fossils all right generating the pokemon what will it be <laughs> girder <laughs> girder girder with the clown nose yeah what's funny is that whenever i think of girder i remember this this uh 
collab that I did with Liam where we were comparing yeah the, the, the tr- yeah so we compared all the, like the you know the Unoven families that were I guess made to mirror Canto family resemble I I probably said something along the lines of I like Machamp more because Kinkelda looks like it has a knob on its head I know I like that knob. <laughs> <laughs> there's a sound bite <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's going on TikTok. Right. <laughs> Cuz like I get like the veins Wait, that's weird for Where is this I, going? For the other members it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> the the produ- Welcome to True Green XXX. <laughs> um it's uh, have you <laughs> You know about the the new uh, the new. Uh, what's <laughs> He's all flustered now. The He's new Snickers. <laughs> you heard about the new Snickers? That's topical stuff, right? Now. <laughs> Where are you no going with this, friend? They removed the vein. They removed the vein on the Snickers. The, the vein? The, I don't know. I don't like those bars. I think they're pretty rubbish. You don't like? Uh, well, I mean, it's probably nah. you guys probably don't like American chocolate. Or something, Wait, that's so. not an American chocolate. <laughs> Snickers, I'm assuming, is American. We we get it over here. In the in the regular shot in the I mean, regular shot you get everything over here. You know you what I discovered today? We get over here raspberry zingers, which are just Twinkies that are <laughs> raspberry flavored on the outside, and they're coated in coconut shavings, and that is literally I, right up my alley. Yeah, I prefer it over. I've had a Twinkie like once in my life. I definitely prefer the raspberry one. Raspberry zingers, man. That's that's my jam right there. Yeah, Snickers is Americans. It's American because it's made by Mars. You know what I just realized? How, how do we when we have a guest? So on screen, it's literally just me and Toby. What does the get? The guest is not visualized on screen. They're the sun. They're, They're you the know, sun? like the baby, the baby face sun and Teletubbies. The baby and the Teletubbies. <laughs> we'll just Photoshop your face into. We're not going to do that. We yeah, like our logo. Gorgeous graphic. Sure. I. This is a criticism not of Gerda but of all Pokemon that do this. Where does it get the Gerda from? Oh yeah. Why is it named after the Gerda it's holding? What if a Gerda wasn't holding one? Would you still call it G- like with the species? If a Gerda name, puts Gerda. the Gerda down, is it yeah. still a Gerda? And when it evolves, does that has that evolved from a bit of wood into a bit of metal <laughs> into a bit of concrete? Two like, bits of concrete. Th- I just. You know, and it's a lot to digest. And if there um, was so, if there was a regional form, would it still be girder if it wasn't holding a girder? Right, It'd be sticker. <laughs> with a big, with a big log, logger, <laughs> logger. No, because the thing that there are other like regional forms that they change the entire concept and the mm. name still stands. Like sand through in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Not- not Gerda, but like with timber. I do remember the the first time encountering one, and they place it. Sto- the, it, it it's a really perfect bit of Pokemon game design that I really like. Is right before you go into the normal type gym in in Gen Five. Yeah, N is outside, and he has a timber, and you can get timber in the next area over. But it's like it's optional to go over there if you haven't already gone there. I just remember that feeling of like getting to the normal type gym and it was quite difficult because I heard his stats are quite high. Um, and then going like, ah, oh, what do I do to defeat this? Oh, look at that. In my Pokedex, there is a fighting type Pokemon. Okay, cool. Where is it? Oh, it's this unexplored area just over. And I just, it, it was this really intuitive bit of like... Game design. You, you can't beat this boss. That's okay. The tool exists. Mm. You've seen it. 
remember you've seen it you can find out where it is i I always thought that was i really appreciated that yeah they did a good job of that in the first few generations i mean maybe they still do it but i just don't notice it because i don't really need it's it's easier to do early game in any game for sure because it's one of those things where first of all you're learning the ropes so the game wants to teach you the ropes but secondly because it's about the rock paper scissors wheel of typing um by the end of the game, every type is available to you. And actually, yeah. by midway through the game, every type is yeah. available to you. But still, quite early on in the game, you know, you've got a gym, they've got a type, its weakness exists in one Pokemon, and that weakness exists. And it's easy as for the, des- the game designers to predict what you will have at that point yeah. because they know yeah, they yeah, programmed yeah. it. But even yeah. in Unova, like I think the latest I can think of is really like a Charged Stone Cave. You have electric types right before Skyla for flying types. Which is I'm, mm. I can't think of a later kind of that example I, of that. But that I don't like so much because it's giving you the electric Pokemon before the gym, True. and what I think is better Optional. is you go to the gym, you go, what do I do, and, and then you go you away, find, yeah. find the tools that you need. That's kind of like what you get with the Whitney Machop trade in uh, Gen in Gen Two. And I think there's a couple of other instances of that I really love it when a game can do that. Um, I'm actually right now just playing a game. We're going to be talking about games later. I know. Played a game called Tunic. Have you guys seen Tunic? Never heard of no, it. No, I've never heard I've of it. I've heard of the outfit. You would, you would both absolutely love it. It is. It's made by one person over seven years. It's a top-down game. You'd love to play it on stream. And uh, it's apparently like Dan says it's his game of the year, uh, Falcone. Wow. And it's got Ooh. the most gorgeous art style. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Zelda, but a fox. Stunning. Yeah, and it's like a little Zelda fox, Lynx fox type thing. And I've just uh, had the Lynx. same thing. A Lynx. <laughs> I've just had the same thing where, like, I'm I'm only in the first sort of area oh, as far really as I cute. can tell. And I it shows me, okay, these are your movements. Great, this is a low-level enemy. Okay, here's a slightly bigger enemy. Okay, there's a really big enemy. Is it a puzzle you're, game or a platformer? A puzzle game, I think. Um, oh. You're not able to defeat this enemy at this point, probably. So like why don't you go away, go explore, and it just sort of nudges you, and I'm sitting there going, ah, I really could do with the sword. Oh, I found my way to where the sword is, and then you learn why the sword is better than the stick, and so on. And uh, oh. I'm looking forward to hopefully sort of 10 to 12 hours of thoroughly enjoying this. I'm like, the moment I'm done here, it's the next thing I'm doing is I'm playing. It looks it. rad. It looks really cool. I would love to talk about this, like the art design and style of this game and also of any other video game that I can think of but like how do you do that in a podcast <laughs> yeah. yeah trust me it looks really nice you just have to take my word for it basically but yeah it is a good looking game so if you if you're listening to this go check it out I just like that style where it's like it's like isometric I think is that the name of it where it's like it's, mm. like yeah like the um think he was isometric uh triangle strategy yeah oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good yeah. luck it's good luck I really wish um, the Diamond and Pearl remakes, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Oh, they were so close. They were so close. It would have been. It I been thought nice. they were great. I'm the only person who loves those. I they're my favorite remake of any Pokemon game, and I used to have Heart Gold and Soul Silver as my favorite Pokemon game. Yeah, that is odd. Why did it, why I, did it go above that? Because to me, they've just done Diamond and Pearl perfectly and i know everyone's like oh, it's missing all the platinum content and i'm like i forgot the part where i said they did platinum perfectly they did diamond and pearl perfectly yeah i'm, I'm assuming you hate you don't like oras as much for other reasons not because they didn't do emerald oh, stuff. Or, oras was boring 
So that that's, that has to do with you probably just didn't you don't like yeah I, I don't like Hoenn. Hoenn, Hoenn, yeah. Hoenn is a boring region. The the um, the evil team in Hoenn, their motives are completely pointless. We want Fine. to destroy an ecosystem, which ultimately will destroy the world. I don't like evil villain plots when their plot is I want to destroy the world that I live in so that I also will be dead because so my world Team will be Team Galactica are trying to blow up the universe. They, no, they were even stupider because they didn't even know what they were doing. Team Galactic want Team Galactic Cyrus specifically who leads Team Galactic wants to travel to another universe so he can be completely on his own. That is relatable. <laughs> Okay. First, also, I just hang on. Hold, just what, because here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the flustered. thing, right? Since since when? First of all, did it need to like Team Aqua want to flood the world? It's stupid. It's a Pokemon game. That's fine. I didn't need. Okay. It doesn't need to be serious. Here's the no, thing. Right? Because 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 <laughs> one one second run because Team Rocket's motives made sense and that's an enjoyable antagonist because they're like we want to make money. We want to make as much money as possible. Sure. We want to be the mafia. Let's go. Right. Uh, team 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 Flair wanted to kill all the ugly people. That's a motive. That that motive makes sense. Like they 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 don't like the ugly people. They want to remove all the people they don't like, and they want to keep their who they feel is worthy. Uh, first, that makes sense. Right. And the world and even having a motive doesn't make it automatically good. It has to be a, no, but yeah. it makes it more motive. interesting to me because if okay. I'm against also, an evil team who, if they achieve their goals, it's just going to be dumb and they're all going to die anyway. I'm like, well, what's the point? But I might they as well don't sit back and they, let they, it happen. That's, that's the main thing that they don't know. They, Archie and Maxie assumed that they could control the legendary and they just couldn't. Yeah. That really is what happened. They just wanted more land or less or more water. They didn't want to yeah. completely end humanity. Yeah, they weren't planning on destroying the world. They're planning on unlocking the Pokemon, using the red and blue orbs to like to control those Pokemon, to control the to control the world really, to control the environment in the benefit of people and Pokemon. Yeah. They're trying to be the heroes. Team, team Magma wanted to expand humanity, so have more land, and Team Aqua wanted to reset the world for yeah. t- because they did not like humanity. But and both they of those options for- destroy the ecosystems, and the world will just human race will just die. Humans right now are destroy destroying the ecosystems for worse reasons. <laughs> yeah, but we're doing it slowly. So okay, you know, so they, they, they were taking it to then. the extreme. They but were also, taking it to the extreme, and they wanted that, to do happen. Quicker. That aside, this cannot be a linchpin for you because it's like that's not the reason Hohen. you don't like Hoenn, by the way. I know oh, no, Hoenn overall is just boring. It's just boring. It's fantastic. It's, it's literally thing. one of Mate, the best let regions. Let me tell you because someone was telling me my streams the other day about how good they're telling me how good the delta episode is in oras and let me let me be that person that says when you go back and play the delta episode which i've done yeah, recently okay. it yeah, is boring and they're like oh but we That's think zinnia is really cute though and we like our waifu I, I get it you fancy the, the the child character whatever do do whatever you do dude that's not Deoxys. that's not my prerogative right? is really cute all you do is you go Go here. Now go here. Oh, by the way, you need to go here. Go here, go here, and then fight Rayquaza and catch it, and then fight Deoxys and and catch it if you want. And the only good part of the Delta episode is Zinnia's battle theme. Other than that, garbage character. And people go, oh, she's better in the manga. In the manga, Rayquaza kills her and fires her into the ocean. I'm like, that's not the game, is it? That's the manga. (laughs) Have you watched the, the Zinnia Pokemon Evolutions episode? Um, I, that, that's fine. That was an enjoyable. That was bit of, in the like, game. Animation. That was basically in the game that because the, you just have to read between the lines and, under, and assume, I guess, that I context. I completely understand what you're saying about it. it's just being like basically a fetch quest, right? Go here, go here, yeah, go yeah. here, go here, go here. Cool. End. Fine. Without that though, Hoenn is a region 
I've, I'm playing through ORS right now, um, and I'm having so much fun. It's it's made up of these little circuits, right? The Rustbro Tunnel, the the um, the little surfing route between the beginning of the game and then the um, where the cycling road is, the cycling road itself. There are all these little circuits that go around the region that incentivize you to keep exploring. Go back. Now you've got this HM. Go back. Go and explore this. At least the first half of the region is just that. It's just like, you've got a new gym badge, you've got a new HM. Go see what you can now go and find that you couldn't find before. Maybe. Right up until Norman... Maybe it's my attention span because I find myself in home and being so like, God, oh, why am I still here? Why haven't I progressed? Why haven't I moved on? What do you mean? Progression is about the same areas. as any other region in terms of the pacing. Yeah, and, and, and what that does for me is it makes me feel like familiar with where I am and it's like oh this is the Hoenn region is this world that I now care about because I've been here for so long I want to save it I want to do good things with it with Diamond and Pearl I'll be honest I think they're like base Diamond and Pearl are the the worst Pokemon games, in my opinion. That's Platinum, right. I think you is could, a huge improvement. I love them. A lot of it will be nostalgia. Like, sure. And I get that. Okay. That's fair. Because like Diamond and Pearl literally convinced me I liked Pokemon again when I played them. <laughs> so fair like, enough. I wouldn't fair be enough. here now if it weren't for Pokemon Diamond being absolutely baller. Just of a another game. reason that Diamond and Pearl suck is they brought you to the tape. I nearly <laughs> did a very strong swear at you then, but I held back. So <laughs> I'm growing as a person. <laughs> But no, like, I, I don't... The thing is, and this is this is for all the people that have already commented their disdain for me because I, I, I badmouth their beloved Hoenn, I don't care and I don't mind that anybody else likes it. If you like Hoenn, more power to you. I don't have to play it. <laughs> it's just I personally, when I play it, I find myself very bored very quickly. I mean, when I'm Much playing like you Hard do Gold, for example, when I'm playing Hard Gold, I'm more bored playing that than any other Pokemon game, honestly. Heart gold. Wow, I love Heart Gold. Even though I can agree that Heart Gold is amazing. So I don't think the, the how, how bored you are really usually, at least in Pokemon, sometimes has nothing to do with the actual quality of the game. <laughs> it's just literally... Mm. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure um, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I'm missing with the whole Hoenn love, but I'm just like, I, I don't care. I get bored. If yeah, I get bored fine. playing a game, I ain't going to play that game, you know? Like, for, for example, sure. I think Heart we're gold, all like that. The, like, the question is, what actually makes you bored? Because you, you're saying things that, like, I can't quantify <laughs> like for example in hard cold what makes me bored is i can't c- come up with any original team every time i played because there's the amount of pokemon that yeah. you there are just no the variety is very limited and also the that. trainers the pokemon that, that they use and also the pokemon in the wild are also very limited uh the the region itself is one of the most boring regions i guess second to kanto because it's basically just the same route over and over in different mm. uh orientations the, the towns are pretty nice but the actual like routes are I just find with Hoenn, I just don't find myself caring about any of it. Yeah, I don't. But why? Like, what do you? I I don't know. I wish I knew because I go through (laughs) and I'm just like, man, I don't give a damn that Norman's at the gym. I don't, you know. Do you care about Gardenia or Rourke or something? Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't care about the characters. So okay, so it's the same thing. So I don't think that's the reason you don't like. Hoenn because but with you Hoenn, also don't I don't. I also <laughs> don't find myself caring about the locations. I, I, it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in Verdanturf. It's like, oh god, I'm in Verdanturf. Great, now I've got to deal but with Wally. Keep I, I, I actively Liam, don't Liam. like Wally. <laughs> Liam, you keep on bringing this, the things that you, the parts that you don't care for, but there are parts that you don't care for in the other reasons. You're just not using that as a negative. You're you're bringing up Verdanturf. Nobody says Verdanturf is is an amazing place. <laughs> like, like I brought Verdanturf really because I can't think of any other locations in Hoenn because yes, I you find can. The, no, I actually you cannot. Know, Root, Root one one three. Like, dude, like we just we all start Root one one three. Where is it? Tell the me. I've got no idea. 
the it's ash the room with all the ash coming down on it oh. and the incredible music no because that has stupid trainers hiding in the ash and I why is that it. a bad thing <laughs> oh, she never has that <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it has that worse. Uh, the swamp and the snow the is even worse. It has ninjas. <laughs> I love ninjas. I, I, that's the reason Liam does not like ninjas. I think we've, we we need to move away from this before. I love before this. Just... No, because because and, and Ron Ron knows all about this because he watches my streams. Yeah. Is how long into a debate does Liam kind of stop caring not, about the debate? Not get bored of the debate, but yeah, stops caring about starts the debate and then starts, the other starts and, saying yeah, things yeah. just to antagonize. But I do what's on funny. all the time. I brought Liam to a podcast because I'm like, okay, now he can't he can't run away from this these questions. He has to answer it. them, and he can't. He still does. He still runs away. Absolutely. It's hilarious. <laughs> I dodge debate by going, oh how can i amuse myself do you know what that's possibly again that's possibly a testament to my undiagnosed adhd is that i get part way <laughs> into conversation and i go oh, i know where this is going let's do something else <laughs> no but let's it really is i am int- like as a person you know i care for you so i really do i am Aww. interested in why the the reason why you like or dislike things in general so. yeah yeah like it's ultimately it's it's as simple and it's as ape brain as i play hoen i uh, 10 minutes in or an hour in and i'm like Man, I want to play any other game than this. I'm playing any <laughs> other game than this. The same that, like, I'm probably the, I'm encountering probably the exact same things I encounter in Hoenn. But I'm just like, man, I'm having such a great time. This is so cool. And that's where I am with BDSP. I'm just like, it's adorable. It's funny. It looks so freaking cute. And just Diamond Pearl, I always have fun with it. And like everywhere I go, I'm like, wow, this, wow, that. And maybe it's because I didn't grow up with Hoenn. I mean, because like, but yeah, Hoenn maybe, was during but... my my Pokemon downtime. Like Hoenn mm-hmm. and Johto were in the time period where I was like, oh, I'm too old for Pokemon. Screw this! It's a baby game for babies. And actually, what I was doing there was being really immature because yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm choosing to not like something based on like how Public old or young yeah, I think you have yeah. to be to play it, and that's really lame. But well, then you know, twelve years later, I was like, yeah, I'm back. Diamond's amazing. X and Y are amazing. It's funny because Diamond and Pearl, uh, Brilliant Diamond, BDSP. I hate those. I hate the names. BDSP are the only Pokemon games where I was actively depressed while playing it because of the game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I was sad that I was not enjoying it as oh, much as I wanted yeah. to. I'm. It's not. It's still like. It's not a bad Pokemon game. It's for me. It's like mid-tier Pokemon game, which is still like an eight out of ten for me. But like. I was just I was n- not having a fun time because I'm like it's I'm literally just playing Diamond and Pearl, <laughs> and parts of it are worse because, for example, the EXP share uh, yeah. makes it so. Oh, I love the EXP share. Or, or the Pokemon are hopping up and down in every single battle. Like, get on with it. <laughs> to be please. fair, to be fair, that's not exclusively a BDSP thing. That is a Sword and Shield yeah. thing. I'm that's fine. A, that's, e- a, that's a that's a, a, a sort of that thing. degree. Yeah, it's not to that degree. Because now, because now affection is all based on other things that are just way easier to yeah. get affection. Yeah. But now here's the thing that I'm totally fine with the XP share, even when it's, I mean, I prefer it to be turned off, but in the other games like Sword and Shield, I was fine with the XP share. It was just that it was not balanced to Diamond and Pearl's, you know, mm. level because mm. they kept everything the same in terms of the levels, but they gave you XP share. So you just level up way more. What sucks is that I tried to combat that by giving my Pokemon herbs and stuff like that to make them not like me anymore, which was fun. Like it made, the, it, made it more challenging because they weren't having any of the effects of affection. But that means that the Elite Four and stuff was way harder than it needed to be because of that. Um, because I didn't know that it was going to be as hard as it was. Um, the Elite Four was great. I, yeah, definitely the best Elite Four and champion I've ever We need. I think they need to do that in gym battles. Give them 
proper IV setups, give them like 100%. actual strategies, give them held items. That was mint. I 100% mm-hmm. agree. I, I'll be honest. I, I went on an emotional roller coaster with it because when the first trailer came out, I didn't think it looked good. <laughs> then we got the updated uh, kind of the, the game footage is not final, and the, the updated trailer, and I went, "Oh, this actually looks like a lot of fun." And then in the lead up to, like, we got glimpses at the map, and it was like, "Oh, cool, they're doing something new with the power park. I wonder what's going to be down there." That's kind of cool. Really interested. Then I played the game. And it was like, okay. And I played it again, and I didn't enjoy it. And then I played it again, and I was just like, you know what? This is not... I'm like, And the art style, when I, what we were saying literally at the beginning that started this discussion is with Tunic, gorgeous. With, uh, with Link's Awakening, gorgeous. With this, so close. So, like, inches away. Yeah. But there's just something about the lighting dynamics, the particle effects, the shading, I don't know, that just makes it sort of not be that art style and be something slightly different that I just don't enjoy. I don't. I love it. Do you think the music thing was a uh, was deliberate? What music thing? To, to combat piracy. Uh, basically, yes. when, oh, the, when, the, yeah. when the games were pirated, and obviously when you get the base, the base version of the game, it has MIDI, like placeholder music yeah and then if you download the patch that came out on day one it puts the actual orchestrated versions of the music in or put, gives them proper instruments on I, top of the midis i, I think they just I, ran out of time honestly i i, I like to think they were like a part logic says to me they ran out of time and they were like just add it on day one just add it in the day one patch no but, I, I, but part of me likes to think it was like we know people are going to pirate this game yeah. Let's get people talking about it's it true. by leaving the placeholder music in. People will go listen to the music. It's but so what bad. What sucks is that it's but worse. But then people th- will that- still end up buying it and then hearing the updated music. It didn't make people want to buy it more. And no, in no, the no end, I agree. It shouldn't it, make people want to buy it. it. It made people like judge it worse even because like people still think that the music is bad because they didn't because they played the pirated version and yeah. they didn't go back and listen to the real version of the music, which is annoying to me. I mean, if we're already talking about like our favorite games or what whatnot, I think we should talk about our favorite games in the actual segment that we prepared, yeah. which is our basically top five, three to five favorite video games. What's here's the the main reason I actually like the, I think the number one reason I'm like we need a guest is because I am not a gamer. <laughs> so my favorite video games are mostly Pokemon games. And that's why I need to tap out. <laughs> I need someone to to bring as a replacement for me. Because, I mean, we'll talk about my favorite games, but I'll allow Liam and Toby to have most of the conversation. And I'll, I mean, I'll definitely comment on it. Well, I, I prepared three, but I um I specifically have left Pokemon off the list. And that's just because I think we're going to talk about Pokemon so much yeah. throughout the duration of future episodes. I don't want to talk about Pokemon. Everyone knows I like uh, Pokemon. Yeah. I don't even know how to rate it. It's, like, it's not a fair comparison even remotely because Pokemon is a franchise that I'm invested in. Do you get that? I, I, well, I've got five games on my list and Pokemon isn't in them. And it's good, not good. because I've been, well. it's not because I've gone, Oh, I'm leaving these off. It's because I don't, sometimes I don't even think Pokemon craps my top 10. Fair. Like, like it's, you- it's, I enjoy Pokemon and I, I love Pokemon. Like I'm very much obsessed with Pokemon, but when I think of like games, what are my favorite games of all time? Sure. What are the games I I've sunk the most hours into or had yeah. the most enjoyment from? Pokemon isn't always up there because, and this is something that people seem to forget about Pokemon, or at least this is, people don't realize about my attitude towards Pokemon games. People get annoyed when a Pokemon game comes out and I absolutely love it. They're like, but this is wrong. But this is wrong. The, the graphics and the shadow and the gameplay and I'm like they made a Pokemon game that's all I expect from a Pokemon game is can I catch Pokemon can I fight towards being a champion 
yes and yes oh this is really fun i know i'm going to enjoy this and like that's all i expect from pokemon which is why it's not higher in my favorite games is because i'm like i expect the bare minimum from pokemon and that's what they always deliver so great cool but there are games that go above and beyond and absolutely smash my expectations so, and that's go, go, why go they're so high. Give, give us one what, what yeah, should, should, I, should I go in reverse or, or yeah in reverse what's your five so my fifth favorite is final fantasy 10 <sighs> yeah i knew you were gonna have a final fantasy game there it's not the only final fantasy I, in the I, list. I, I knew that too probably <laughs> final fantasy 10 is so so fun now which one is that that is the one uh the first one that came out on playstation 2 so we're talking 2001 Ooh, wow. uh okay. it's the one with tedus the the blonde haired guy with one trouser leg longer than the other and the big blue sword and that game like it has so many lovely like ups and downs and the characters are really it's the first final fantasy with voice acting so connecting to the characters is oh. a lot easier than in previous games um and like you've got um john dimaggio doing uh, oh, the voice of waka he's absolutely wonderful in that role and like i just i like how well-rounded all of the characters are in terms of like their abilities and things everybody has their specific role which is classic final fantasy but i, I like how every character gets a chance to have a good story told about them and you warm to them so much and you that you watch them all grow to be such a close unit and there's like obviously certain twists and things happen it makes you cry a lot towards the end other than, that. other than final fantasy 7 it's probably it uh, the remake it's the final fantasy game that i've seen the most uh cutscenes of because ah, they always come of the up, laugh oh. yeah exactly the laugh the, the, the tedious <laughs> laugh yeah <laughs> and, and yeah it also has my favorite final fantasy character in it which is Oren, who's just wonderful hmm. love Oren. he's super powerful and just like a really fun character to play as but also like his his backstory is super tragic as well and like you really feel for him because he loses so much before you've even met him. 10 is the most accessible for new players because it's the old style battle system in the sense that it is a fully turn-based game. Um, but it's not a timed turn-based system. So you can take oh, as long as you want between good. turns to think about what you're doing. Um, and also, because it has the voice acting, it's a little bit easier to just get used to how characters and things are in the game rather than it be read everything because i think that's very difficult with older games where you have to read all the dialogue people tend yeah. to struggle to warm to a new franchise if they have to do loads of reading about it i i, I remember i remember playing a little bit of 13 um and oh, it, i'm so it sorry had that yeah, I, I just got really bored quite quickly. And I think I played a little bit of 13.2, which was maybe better. Um, I played a little bit of 7, but then just didn't continue. Uh, and when I say a little bit, I mean literally like not even out of the tutorial. Yeah. And I've actually probably spent more time playing Chocobo Racing GP oh. as my only entry into, into the world of Final Fantasy, which is not... Good. Please don't hate me, Nintendo. Not is that like good. playing just the Chow Garden in Sonic? <laughs> no, the Chow Garden's magnificent by comparison. Okay. I will I will say with um, with 13 onwards and this is a big problem I have with modern Final Fantasy games and I, I'm worried about 16 cuz I feel like 16 is going to follow the same pattern is Final Fantasy Square Enix decided when it when they changed from SquareSoft to Square Enix they decided for some reason turn-based battles nobody wants those anymore. Everybody wants real-time action hack and slash. And basically with 30, with 12, they went down the system of like, you control one character and you set up gambits. And I hated that. You go into a menu screen and you set up like 
you know, like if statements on a spreadsheet. So like if this character falls below 10% HP, use this attack, use this potion, use something like that. If this character is inflicted with this status condition, make him switch to defensive tactics. Or if this so character- you basically if th- program what your character You program do. what your character does in battle so that you focus on your main character and the other characters just battle based on what you've told them to do rather than you actively control each character. Which to me, half the fun of Final Fantasy was going, I've got three or four characters in my party. They each do different things and I choose each action that they take. I'm just a stickler for turn-based RPGs. That's what I want. That's why I need to play Dragon Quest. Everyone tells me I'll love Dragon mm. Quest. I would too, probably. But now, that's why, I, why I, while I understand the appeal of each game being a completely different game, basically, in a series, I literally, when I first heard that Final Fantasy, every game is like a different universe, different controls, different everything, I did not understand. I, I, so, like, what is Final, what is Final yeah, Fantasy? Yeah, what is then? it? Effectively, it's it's like just a, a standard fant like a fantasy adventure game like effectively you know like w- in the same way of like what is dungeons and dragons it's but why like- can't dragon quest be final fantasy then if they literally made dragon quest but didn't call it dragon quest and they're like yeah. it's final fantasy you'd be like yeah that's final fantasy why why i, I mean i mean effectively also, it could none, be but i, I guess it's final more- they just keep going I guess, well, that's because Final Fantasy 1 was going to be the last game that that company made. They were like, <laughs> oh, okay. this, this, if this game doesn't do well, we're done. It's and the it Final well. Fantasy. It was literally the Final <laughs> Fantasy. Final Fantasy. And then they went, I guess we could do a, another one. The but yeah, Final like, Fantasy was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Final Fantasy's like personality comes from its its character design. More yeah, than they definitely look like Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, like, but there's just something about the stories yeah. of Final Fantasy. Uh, a big a big thing in Final Fantasy that is a constant and it's something that appeal will appeal to you, Ron, is the soundtracks. Oh, the soundtracks yeah, 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 true. for Final Fantasy, especially the ones by Nobu Umatsu, are absolutely incredible. Like every area has such a good like like a great setting and a great feel because of the soundtracks and like so many of the tracks are so incredibly memorable as you go through the games. I, I, I love that this is only your fifth favorite game. <laughs> yeah, the other I'm like, so this sorry. Is, but this <laughs> is nearly a Final Fantasy podcast at this point, so, just to say it outright. Toby, what's your fifth favorite game? Uh, you know what? I, I, I'll do top four. Um, yeah, do well, top, do top, top three. Fo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, oh, I'm kidding. Know, uh, uh, honorable mention to the PlayStation 5 Spider-Man. Really cool, love swinging. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody, yeah, that's a very straightforward yeah, game. Everybody, everybody knows, knows, everybody knows it. I know what it is. Cool. I know how it it's plays. Spider-Man. You feel like Spider-Man. Great. I really like um, everything Resident Evil is doing right now. Resident Evil's um, 7 and 8, which are the latest two, but also the 2 and 3 remake and Resident Evil 4 which is a bit of a classic as well Resident Evil is like a franchise that I don't really I don't tweet much about it I don't talk much about I've it but never I heard absolutely love it, it. Do, do you guys play Resident Evil you know Resident I, Evil I've I've never played a Resident Evil but I watched my best friend when I was a kid play through Resident Evil 2 like I watched his I watched him play it like a let's play basically yeah whenever we, I was at his house it's like oh are we gonna are we, are we gonna play some Resident Evil and it's just right, am, and I, am I gonna watch you watch. play Resident Evil Resident so, like, Evil mm. is the Mila Jovovich movies no Yes. Uh, let's not <laughs> conflate the movies with the game, eh? The, the the game, the thing that the game is is really, really because it, it's several types of game in one. the The beautiful thing about Resident Evil is it's obviously it's horror at its core. It's uh and it's suspense. There are a couple games that fall flat. I know f- uh, five and six are very like action heavy, and people really didn't like that, and the studio like pulled away from that. Um, so they're, they're horror, they're suspense, and you spend, your first playthrough is maybe going to be like a 15 hour playthrough, and you're walking around an 
area, perhaps a police station, perhaps a mansion, perhaps a city, and certain areas are locked off. Oh, that one needs the circle key. Mm. And then you go down somewhere and eventually you're going to find the circle key. You're going to remember, oh, there was the locked gate with the circle symbol. Cool, wonderful. And you're going to go around. It's very Zelda-esque style, like your dungeon crawling, but that's the whole map. And that's really fun. But you also don't know what creatures are going to chase you, what's going to be around the corner. And that's great fun. That's like a wonderful first experience. The stories are never that deep. There is a consistent lore. Great. But the thing that really elevates Resident Evil is the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth playthrough. And you're like, why would I want to play through a game ten times? But that's part of the Resident Evil experience is once you know where all the keys are, once you know where all the items are, and you know the correct order to go through this puzzle box, you can get that 12-hour playthrough down to five hours, Mm. four hours, two hours. And the achievements in the game really incentivize you to, like, complete the game without using a healing potion. Complete Ah. the game without saving. Complete the game on hardcore with only saving two times. Complete the game within two hours, don't save. And you end up, like, every Resident Evil game as a result, end up feeling very familiar with because like I know the the Raccoon City Police Department I know it like the back of my hand I know exactly the the correct order that I should traverse that and the challenge is like can I beat my time Um, or when I jump into it nowadays do I still remember all the tips and tricks there's a boss in the second one that you can kill when when you first play it you're like oh my goodness this hideous monster with a huge arm and ten eyes I need to shoot it and you're like running through ammunition and and there's always just too little ammunition available Mm. to you you have to be really resourceful the best games really are the ones that you can replay a billion times yeah 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 you don't play Resident Evil though so Ron what are your favorite games my fifth favorite game is I need to go pee Right, wait, before I say my thing, like, did you? Is there a specific Resident Evil game that you like the most? Or? <sighs> yeah, because like you like, did just say that like the whole franchise. Yeah, well, there, there are some <laughs> that I so absolutely. Cheap. There are some that I don't like for sure. Um, it's really hard. They because they all have different benefits, different pros and cons. I think the Resident Two remake um, is probably the main one. I've heard um, such good things about it because it's such it's a really true good. remake, right? And if you... No, no, no. It's, it it's very much not a true remake. Oh, that's the brilliant... That's the me, though. The, I like remakes re- like that. That's why I like Ores, by the way. The remakes are... They're more reimaginings <laughs> of the original games. And I've not played the originals. I've only played the remake. It's super accessible and a great entry point. Seven is also fantastic, especially if you play it in VR, because it's horrifying. It makes you feel Ooh. sick. But, but number two specifically, um, there's this guy, Mr. X. You've probably seen the 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 lady you from know, the Resident Evil 7. Yeah, and then there's there's him, and then there's Nemesis throughout the games. There are these characters, the the big mutants that will follow you around the the map. And so while you're exploring the the Raccoon City Police Department, he's always somewhere on the map. And that element oh. of pressure to the solving the puzzle box that is the police department, that time pressure of can't stand in place for too long if you do you're gonna die you need to get distance between you and the thing and you can always hear his footsteps that stuff drives me mad and louder it's great it's really great well this is probably the reason i just don't play video games i just don't want to be anxious (laughs) when i'm playing a video game i play to not be anxious super anxiety inducing so okay well what games are you playing to relax then what's your favorites i mean my favorite we sports resort oh wait (laughs) Well, he's okay. So again, like I said, I am not a gamer. Like I can't. My way of relaxing isn't unwinding with a video game. So it's, what's it's your just, way of relaxing, Ron? Wait, <laughs> next episode. But um, 
<laughs> I, well, honestly, it really is just like I guess anime or something like that. But um, or like Pokemon. But because like again, I just like being able to know everything in the in the game. I like I know everything about Pokemon, so it's like I know what I'm doing while I'm playing mm. it. Um, while like if I'm just playing a new game, I've never played the franchise. I was gonna like, say, does that does franchise. that put you off? Does that put you off? trying something new then so for example is one of the things that puts your final fantasy is i don't know anything about this there's loads of lore and stuff within each yeah. game and i can't be bothered to learn it when i already have a franchise i know everything about i get that the not here are the main two things that put me off the first thing is that i don't have the console i don't have any consoles other than nintendo consoles so i can't play it unless it's on a pc i guess but even then i don't know i've never you, downloaded you can a PC play game. final fantasy 7 8 9 10 and 10 2 and i think 12 now on the nintendo switch Oh, really? Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. They're in the um, eShop. 7 Remake? Or just 7? Uh, no, no. Se- 7 regular. Because I, I don't, I I don't like know if 7 remake, remake could run on it. Remake's it so good. It couldn't. It couldn't. Oh, Remake's so good. Play, se- I, play 7 before Remake comes out on Switch. I don't know if it will do. But here's but the thing. I already play know... Play 7. I already know the plot points of that game. Like, I already know the so? things that happen and stuff like that. But, um... Although, <laughs> se- Remake is diverging from that, um... Uh, apparently. You already but, know like, the plot points of the next Pokemon game. Eight gyms win the Pokemon League evil team. No, because that's the thing. I actually really do nice. like the characters of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, uh, and and that's probably the reason I would play that. Yeah. Mostly because of I like the story and the char- the characters a lot. But um, the the other main reason is that I get headaches whenever I play any video, even Pokemon. I can't play Pokemon more than an hour. Mm. Um, even the, my favorite Pokemon games, unless it's like a really really new Pokemon game. But even then, like Arceus, I loved it. But like. I can't play more than like two hours, or else I'll get a headache. So I have to always get give a. Is it a like break. a migraine thing, or is it overstimulation, or? It's no. It's just I have. I'm prone to headaches in general. Uh, um, every day I have a headache. But um, lucky but guy. It's. <laughs> 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 but what's funny is, like, that's the reason why I can't like rush through the new Pokemon game and like review it as soon as possible, uh, because I just can't finish it as soon. As, I can't play uh, any game eight hours straight. You know, every day or something like that. Um, I envy anyone. You know that. You know the people who are always first when a new Pokemon game comes out. Like the game yeah. comes out and they've done twenty hours of it. They've reviewed it. They've <laughs> done a let's play of it. They've they've done a nuzlocke of it. They've done a hundred tutorial guides on how to do each item and stuff like that. I envy those people because I just do not have. It's not necessarily like the skill, but I just don't have the motivation to be like, man, I want to be first. I want to get all the first clicks. Mm. I'm like, I just hope I get some clicks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about getting the most of them. Well, like I said, Pokemon is how I unwind, right? That is mm. how I relax and, and enjoy my life. But that's why I don't want to rush through the new games. I want to actually yeah. savor it. And that's why also I don't like play a ton of it in general. Like I play less Pokemon than the average Poketuber because I, I don't want to rush through... I, I, I cherish whenever I pick up a game and replay it again and I it takes me like in half a year to replay a Pokemon game because I, mm. I like the idea of like this being like an era of my life or oh, when I played Black and White 2 for the second time or when I played X and Y for the second time I remember that era of my life because it took like almost a year yeah. it um, shows how much more attention you pay to pokemon when you do play then because like true yeah. you you play pokemon like a lot less than i do but you know so much more about the lore and about the characters mm. and about like origins of like the the pokemon and stuff than i do because i just play through like pokemon game, pokemon <laughs> game go brr, and you're there like absorbing the world and taking in everything as you play it that's interesting it's the reason i don't get burnout 
for my channel. And it's, I mean, I think I, everybody should implement that. I think we yeah. don't play too much it, Pokemon. It, it sounds really healthy. Like the, the mm. biggest thing to ruin my enjoyment of Pokemon games has been be a PokeTuber. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I say that with still love in my heart for the franchise and still love in my heart for new experiences, but a complete like one day I will not be doing this job. And when that day comes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to play a new Pokemon game over the course of like six months and not Good. know any of the Pokemon mm. and not look up any of like what they look like. And it's going to be just the most magical experience. I had if to, anything, it'll, it'll make me want to start Pokertubing again by the time yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I had to detox from Generation 7 because I did too many Let's Plays and too many playthroughs yeah. back to back to back. And like Alola's tricky to get through anyway because of how, not how dialogue heavy it is, but how it's like dialogue, walk two steps, long pan, dialogue, walk two yeah. steps, long pan, fade to black, fade in, dialogue, yeah. long pan. Like that... <laughs> drove I me play crazy and i played i think i did an initial playthrough on stream like streamed it for like a few days then i did a let's play on my channel whilst also streaming it and then i did another like randomized let's play right after and by the end of it i was like i never ever want to go back to alola and then pokemon went hey we're doing ultra sun and ultra moon are you ready to go back to alola and i was like can i just quit my job can I just stop? Let's and talk like, about my my fifth favorite. Oh Pokemon yeah, game because it is. Oh, well, it's my fifth favorite game. It's there's two slots in there because these both vie for my third favorite Pokemon game, which is Ultra Sun and Moon and Arceus. I guess if I play Arceus more and more over the next few years, maybe uh, Arceus will become my third favorite Pokemon game. But right now, I say it's tied with Ultra Sun and Moon. We all know why we like Arceus. I like it for the same reason you do. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Arceus um, is my favorite of the Pokemon games now. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Crazy. But like, like if, if Arceus had like a lot of way more traditional battles and like more yeah. of that, it would definitely be in my top. It, it, would definitely it, be. Needs, it needs more replay value. Like that's the downside. Definitely. It's I can my favorite Pokemon game right now, but I am actually currently bored of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't think I can. I've, I've overplayed it. I got every Pokemon. So it's like I already used every. I already encountered You got every all Pokemon. 242? How did you achieve that? That's. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> There's so few Pokemon in the game, right? 242, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I did that in uh, Sword and Shield too. I got all like 600 Pokemon, and it was the first time I ever like completed a Dex, um, a uh, regional Dex, and it was so fun because of the limited amount of Pokemon in Sword and Shield. That, and also oh, yeah. you can see, I, I, I never want a national Dex back. Sword ever. and Shield really felt like it actually got the number really quite perfect. I 400 so in the base, and then another what 200 across the DLC was fine. Although maybe I, I'd have maybe just done the Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra as one one instance of DLC to introduce oh, the, yeah. Other, yeah. the other 264 Pokemon rather than it be like here's 130 here's 134 like the I no I, I get that while it's not here the DLC for Sword and Shield is probably the most I've ever had fun playing a Pokemon I, I love Pokemon the game. Crown Tundra uh, the Crown Tundra is my favorite thing in Pokemon um, and it's mostly because I did have the endeavor of trying to complete the Pokedex so I was actively going and catching all the Pokemon mm -hmm. if I wasn't if I was just running through it I probably would have thought it was a little bit boring because there's barely any battles or anything but um no I love the like I think the landscape of of the Crown Tundra is just my favorite it's super cool area and it very Pokemon. much set the stage for Arceus yeah I think I mean I think some of it is a bit better than Arceus oh, just specifically the path towards the mountain like the route before you enter the caves yeah. like mm. the snowy parts Yeah, I really like the route design there because there's a lot of split paths you can go up down which is very uncharacteristic for Pokemon even in Legends Arceus 
it's more just like wide open spaces instead yeah. of like actual like roots. So the, the only thing I, I really truly feel that they're missing is like m- the Crown Tundra is multiple settlements. Like if yeah. you could have had more settlements yeah. of people and more towns that interacted with each other that you had to travel between without using fly, I really think that would have Especially in a location it, you know? that you can get to by train. It's weird that there aren't more settlements there. Like normally, sure, yeah, if, if yeah. some if somewhere has train travel, you don't normally go. But we only have one small town here. <laughs> like that's really weird. But the reason why Ultra Sun and Moon, uncharacteristic, not uncharacteristically, but like just it's not one of the most popular Pokemon games. But for me, it's one of the best. Is I just I'm a huge fan of Alola itself. I think Alola mm, yeah. is one of my favorite it's a regions. Beautiful region. I love the culture. I love the des- not the design of the layout or anything, but just the design of each location. There's so much detail compared to any other Pokemon game, even Sword and Shield and mm. like and any Gen Eight Pokemon game. There's every house has a bunch of detail. Every house looks different. Every location has the storytelling details and like lore mm. behind it. Just like every Pokemon game, but just the actual set dressing is the most detailed out of any Pokemon game. Like, it has a, a really fact, solid I, new I, I don't want to well. derail uh, because we've got so many more games we want to talk about, True. but like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon actually break my heart because they, like you say with Alola, Rainbow Rocket episode, you know, set dressing, everything. They are literally, they are the game. They get 99% of things right. They get 1% of things wrong and that 1% is just so much it makes it hard for me to replay it. Yeah, it sucks. That's how it is. Mm. Um, yeah. But because I actually think the rest of the game is just phenomenal. It really is. It's just it's behind this barrier and it's frustrating. And not to mention that it it completely moots the point of Sun and Moon. Like whenever someone <laughs> yeah, says, some ways, "Oh, I haven't yeah. played Gen Seven. Should I get Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, or Ultra Moon?" I'm like, "Why get Sun and Moon in a world where Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon exist?" Well, I'm yeah. very annoyed that like Sun and Moon has a better, slightly better plot, and if. That's so no- annoying thing that you have to consider when recommending the two. You have to like, oh, but if you would, if you like the plot, you may want, oh, you know, the original more. But mm, yeah. it sucks that that's the case because I, in every other way, Ultra Sun and Moon is way better, which is fine. I mean, that's what a third game is supposed to be. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, and it's like I, I'd rather play through Sun and Moon, but I want that Rainbow Rocket episode oh, very badly. The Rainbow Rocket and it's episode, like, man. And there's so many other cool things in there, but I don't want to be in a situation where I'm going, yes, I'll play Sun and then I'll play Ultra Sun. Like that just sounds like hell. How, how other than amazing. Arceus, it's the game with the most quests like side quests yeah. there's actual in- interesting side quests that a lot of fans how, like how amazing was the boss rush though of rebattling all of our old antagonists uh, yeah. man but i think the number one thing i do like it is because of the tr- of the totem battles i think those are my favorite boss battles they're, they're so actually- cool. unique as Very well cool. i actually have to think when i'm battling them it's it's one of the things that tears me up about sun and moon and ultra sun and ultra moon is that I, trials replacing gyms you went from battle this trainer maybe they've got one Pokemon battle this trainer maybe they've got two Pokemon battle this trainer maybe they've got three then battle the gym leader which is a very tired old system but they replaced it with do a little bit of this puzzle battle one Pokemon then battle another single Pokemon maybe it's the evolved form battle another single Pokemon then have the interesting battle and I'm like you were so close to having like a really cool feature where we could have had a few yeah. trainers in there or something or maybe fight multiple Pokemon like a horde of Pokemon or something maybe vary what's in the horde so it's not True. just five Zigzagoon or something but instead it was just si- like it's not hard to win a battle against a single wild Pokemon and that that was the drawback of the trials that made them a little bit tedious for me but the totem battles are amazing I guess so the game like the final thing that is that it had the m- most creative stuff 
It's just the execution wasn't the best. Um, and that you can't fault for it. It's just if they had the intention of just making a really good game and there's some, they messed something up, I can't really like fault them for that. Unlike, for example, I don't know, like Diamond, yeah. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, they didn't really try anything that crazy awesome, but at least the progression isn't as boring to you. And for some reason, that may, people prefer that just because, you know, it's easier to replay, um, even though it's, to me, at least slightly less innovative. Yeah. What you, what you got next? What's next on your list of favorite games? Fourth favorite game. Wait, wait. Now I have to think because it's been a while. Wait. One, two, three. Metal Gear Solid 2. 2. Now, what makes Metal it different Solid. than all the other Metal Gear Solid games? Well, Metal Gear Solid 1, whilst the story is absolutely incredible, and like it, it is, I, I will stand by that Metal Gear Solid 1 nice. is one of the games that people need to play like before they die. Like It's just such a great experience. Um... But I do find the gameplay is a bit clunky at times, like aiming and stuff, because it's like a 1997 PS1 game um, and the characters don't have mouth movements. They all look like wax models that like their facial features are just like a, a, the bare minimum of pixels to go. That kind of looks like a face. <laughs> <laughs> so it struggles in that aspect, but it's it's a fun game. But Metal Gear Solid 2 was the first Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation 2. And it's it's just such a I don't know just something like it's such a quirky little game like you start off the game playing a solid snake the protagonist of Metal Gear Solid 1 and he's in his full 3D he now looks like a human he looks like a badass and you control him through this whole like episode on this oil tanker and you uncover the new Metal Gear that's being made and then the game just goes yeah but the bad guy sunk the tanker we think snake is dead you're not playing a snake now you play as this raiden guy instead a couple of years later and it was such a swerve because they didn't put raiden in any of the the trailers for the game they just showed the snake gameplay so then when you end up playing as raiden for the rest of the game it's like huh okay but as you go through the game it's actually got a really interesting story you start to warm to raiden as a character and you start to understand him a little bit better and just the characters that you meet the bosses that you fight it's it's just a it's a really fun experience and it's not like because it looks game, gen- it looks generically like oh it's just a standard shooty pew pew game but it's got so much like extra character to it and like it's got this kind of campy charm where it's not trying to take itself too seriously like that's a that's a good thing for me i like things that don't take themselves too seriously because i relate to that because i don't take myself very seriously at all and i like that i like that they can throw in a lot of like little bits of humor into such a you know kind of like a serious action setting yeah that's the identity i at least from a person who hasn't played metal gear that is mm. the identity of that franchise but is is metal gear solid 2 the one with uh, the famous quote the like, why are we here just to suffer? No, that's Metal Gear Solid 5. That's 5. Yeah, yeah. I remember the cutscene being way better. That's a heck of a game. That's that's one of the people that you save in Metal Gear Solid 5 on one of the missions is Hideo Kojima himself, <laughs> which funny. is great. It's not. I think they give him a different name, but like when you take them like the bag off his head, you're like, that's Hideo Kojima. Like, that's literally him. That's Cheeky boys. What's the only the thing that I like the personal experience that I have with the franchise because again I haven't played it is so do you know what a, bar, a bat mitzvah is do you know what a bar mitzvah is bat mitzvah is the is for girls right yeah so it's a girl version of a bar mitzvah if you don't you know the coming of age celebration when a girl turns twelve they do this party and in a lot of bat mitzvahs they have uh like they play games like, you know like think of any party game but with a lot of people charades um, 
Yeah, charades. I mean, not charades. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like what's the you game? You said where, like, any party game, man. Yeah, I mean, charades. I'm saying like with a hundred people, you don't play charades with a hundred people. Um, Why not? Because that would be weird. They're all just like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what, what, what's like the the, the what? One of the games was like trivia about the about the bat mitzvah. Like all of her friends have to answer questions about like what's you know what's her favorite uh, food or whatever, right? So they brought up like what's her favorite like oh, what's this girl's favorite video game and everybody i guess it was everybody's like sexist i guess they all just bring up like very like girly video games like uh princess barbie stuff racer like barbie racers or nintendogs or even though that's not girly but you know what i mean girl stereotypical yeah. girl games and then she, she was so disappointed nobody answered then she she starts screaming at everybody's like it's metal gear solid 2 oh <laughs> what a queen go on queen um, Good game. It was yeah. That for, for, forever. I remember that because it made. I, I had a crush on this girl, so it made me even like like her a bit more. Honestly, um, wow, she's like, a gamer. <laughs> I, I'm and I wasn't a game. I didn't play any games, so like I. It was more just like I like well-rounded people who have like uh, surprising interests and stuff like that. Um, so that was really cool. <laughs> Fallout Three. Fallout Three specifically. I like that game. Ha, you have you guys played Fallout games? I haven't completed it, but I've played a, a big chunk of it. Cool. I like the system where you can zoom in on their heads and go, Aha, 22% chance to hit. I'll yeah, take yeah. it. And I miss. Ron, have you played a Fallout game before? Toby, if our relationship is going to continue... He's not a gamer! You have to understand that I only played Nintendo games. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Fallout <laughs> 3 to Ron. exists in the capital wasteland. It's post-apocalyptic America. Um, the nuclear weapons went off in 2077 and uh, in a big war against, uh, I think, against... China um, versus the Americas and nuclear warheads went off everywhere and you are in the post-apocalyptic fallout. By the way, Toby, and, sorry. And, uh -huh. When I say I never played these games, I do know the plots of, of, very, of almost every famous video game. Yeah, I, did you I know like, Liam, I, Liam Neeson love, is your dad? For those, not for those in the audience who might not know, for those who... I know, this is, this, no, you're totally correct in doing what you did, uh -huh. but like, in general, like, I love video games. I just don't like playing them. Sure, 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 sure. Well, <laughs> the most bizarre statement I've ever heard in my life. Great, I love that. Um, That's such an oxymoron. I love games, but don't well, make I'm me an play artist. Them. I enjoy the art of video games. I enjoy yeah. the characters. I enjoy the stories. I'm, I love fiction in general. Did you say artist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I what I love about the world of Fallout That's an is an IT crowd joke. Guys. Is it's it's role playing it's and it's. Famous it's joke. It's one of those role-playing games where, obviously, the choices that you make really feel that they impact the world. Um, if you start a new save and you go through it again, you you can you, you start the game in an underground vault and you come out of the vault and you have the entire map and you can just go wherever. There is nothing stopping you from going to the furthest northeast corner or the lowest southwest corner or detouring or following the main story or following side plots. You'll meet characters, they'll give you quests and the ones that interest you, you take. Or maybe you just discover a random building and you're like, I'm gonna just kill all the super mutants in here and see what's in the building. And you find that you're actually in part of some other quest. Um, and what happens is usually, usually, you know, the if an area is meant for later on in the game, the enemies are more powerful. But if you can outmaneuver and outsmart them, there's no reason that you can't take on that area. And so really, the story is yours to tell however you want to go on for however long you want. And what I love about the world of Fallout is, number one, it doesn't take itself too seriously as well. There's a lot of humor and fourth wall poking and that kind of thing. Um, it's got a very specific 50s aesthetic that looks really nice in 
post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I am a big fan of that aesthetic, actually. Really gorgeous. Um, but the 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 other thing that I, I like is that you can. I've played it probably about a dozen times, and I love that. The problem that I have is that, like any of the other games, it like in in that genre, the more times you play them, the less options are new, and thus I'm now at the point where, like, really, I've I've got everything I can get out of Fallout Three. I don't. I'm just waiting for for a new one to come out and unfortunately four did not itch the spot new vegas was good didn't quite itch the same spot skyrim also definitely itched that spot but i just something about the world of fallout i really like fallout 3 was the first place that i ever heard the song dedicated to you by sammy davis jr because that plays a lot during that Mm. game Mm. and that's one of my favorite songs ever there you go there's a little tidbit of information there you go see i speed run mine not the games my my on my list <laughs> that's number three <laughs> no but i really in general like i love the atomic like 1950s style yeah anything yeah it's really cool form like media. that's why bioshock's so good because yeah. like it's got very that, similar yeah the 50s vibe it's like a mixture of like that with like the with the steampunk i guess the bioshock mm-hmm. um but yeah fourth Sorry. favorite game is another pokemon game again i'm not going to talk about it everybody knows why people like it it's pokemon emerald i'm just a big fan of the battle frontier uh it's the Pokemon game. I, I am, yeah, Hoenn is, I'm a Hoenn boy, I'm a Hoenn baby. Hoenn. And, although Hoenn is no longer my favorite, like, region, it's, nah, I, I think, it. Unova. But, um, Emerald, I just, I is the game I played mm. the most out of any game. So, yeah, that's it. That really is the reason. And everybody knows why Emerald is really good. Um, yeah, cool, good. Sometimes people can't accept, you know, when someone's reason for, like, liking something is really simple, it's literally as simple as, don't know, I just like it. Sometimes people really struggle to accept that, and they're like, no, you have to give me more of a reason to understand why you like it. And I'm like, bruh, like... I mean, I could get... I like... Why, why, why do you breathe? Like, <laughs> Here's the difference. So, like, I am a huge fan of the study of preferences and, like, why people like a thing or are mm. drawn to a specific thing. So I do enjoy hearing people's reasons, um, but yeah, we just don't... Yeah, but you're not the kind of person to get mad when someone can't no. give you an answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, there are people out there that genuinely are like, no, that's not good enough. How can you say you like it if you don't even know why? And you're like, have you ever liked anything? I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like- yeah I'm, always, I'm only angry when people dislike, dismiss a thing and can't say why they don't like it. And even then, I'm grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> a big grin for the audio listeners. A big grin just appeared on Liam's face. <laughs> no, that, I mean, I'm not gonna get angry, but that's the only thing that like pickles my uh, my peach. <laughs> like, pickles <laughs> your peach. <laughs> Blimey, I thought that this really, was a PG podcast. <laughs> that really rustles my jimmies. <laughs> that really pickles my peach. Blimey. Oh my word. Oh, Liam, what's next on your list, good sir? Number three, and it's the newest entry into my top five, and it is my game of 2022. You created the game? Try it. No. <laughs> oh, that was good. I was right about to say the title. I derailed it so much. Triangle Strategy. Oh, yeah. Triangle Strategy. I fell in love with that game. So that game, when it when it was when it was advertised, it's kind of like it's a bit like Final Fantasy Tactics in that it's an isometric turn-based strategy game and uh, like strategy RPG. And when it was like advertised on like the PlayStation like State of Plays, um. I guess that I guess is the plural of state of plays. I guess it's states, states of, of play. play. Yeah, yeah that, that, mm, that's confusing. Anywho, I told you tangents. Um, 
when that was advertised, Sophie, who loves Final Fantasy Tactics and Fire Emblem and stuff like that, was like, wow, that looks just like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics. I have to play that. And I was like, that's a cute looking RPG. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll have a look when Sophie's playing it or something. So then leading up to it coming out, I think I think Nintendo were like, "Yo, do you want to do you want to play fu- Triangle Strategy? Do you want to give it a go?" No, or it might have been Square Enix. Um, <laughs> Nintendo. One of the two. I think it was Nintendo. It doesn't matter. So it's not important. Oh, my connections. Look at me. Um, I'm not <laughs> that big headed. It's just a big forehead. Uh, basically, when that came out, they were like, "Do you want do you want to play it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go." You know, because like Sophie's really interested in it, and she likes some really cool rpgs so maybe i should give her taste a try and so i I started playing it within the first stream of it i was like wow i'd only plan to play this as two of my streaming days a week i'm really sorry everyone i'm playing this every stream until i've finished it i won't play it off stream because i'm i only really have time to play games while i'm streaming so this is going to be the stream until i finish this game because i'm already hooked and the story was absolutely breathtaking it's one of those games as well where you'll take different paths in the game and different routes to the story and different outcomes to the story different endings depending on the choices you make throughout the game it's so beautiful at the same time and the music is lovely and everything just comes together to just make a fantastic game where all the way through the story i was like where is this going like this story is fantastic i want to see what happens next i was itching between streams just like i need to know what happens in the story and i don't know how well it did whether it was successful whether it will get like a sequel or another game in the same universe but i want as many people as possible to play triangle strategy if you like rpgs if you like fire emblem if you like final fantasy tactics definitely that's the a game for you for a long time i thought it was a sequel to octopath travelers yeah because it looks a lot like it's a very similar art style to octopath is it I think not it even might, the same company i think it might be the same publisher but okay. possibly because i love that style that's is, great isn't it if they ever make a black and white yeah. remake and they don't want to make it like a traditional remake i'm always like that's the style i want it to be it's like it's like pixel art but like an isometric kind of pixel yeah. art style and it's, and it's with the light gorgeous. the lighting is amazing if, yeah. if, with the shadows if pokemon took that direction i'd be so for it i think it'd look just oh incredible. yeah we don't need 3d open world we can have an open world that's like that and i'd be happy <laughs> Well, isn't that well, Pokemon Conquest is the closest to that, right? If people, just, yeah. if they just made a new Pokemon Conquest, people would really enjoy it. Also, and this is just an extra side note: um, Alan Lee, who does the voice of King Roland in that in that movie, in that movie, in that game. Uh, oh, the voice acting's incredible in the game as well. That's something we should point out. Um, Alan Lee was actually actually popped into our streams to sit and like you know you know how sometimes people who like are in in games and stuff will pop in a stream and be like yo thanks for supporting my game and we're like cool that's really awesome and then three hours later he was still in my stream just chilling and watching and like we were just like that's so cool man I like the 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 voice actress for Aerith plays the games on stream and there's a lot of clips of her being awesome that's cool that's very cool I wish I could voice act I'm just not that good at it you've done a little bit I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for me yeah. Uh, Halo oh yeah <laughs> Halo 3 multiplayer is um, and I, I'm separating that from the campaign because the, cam- the campaign's incredible Halo 3 as a whole is really really epic uh, it's got a spin off ODST which is also fantastic but the Halo 3 multiplayer jumping online with friends squads of 4 squads of 6 squads of 8 gr- jumping into vehicles warhogs tanks whatever riding around the map and just trying to rack up as many kills as you possibly can something quite magical about halo i think the other shooter games like i feel i feel like with the big debate in the day was call of duty versus halo versus and with call, halo, of, G- call of duty it's pick up the gun 
point it at your opponent, shoot, fire, first to do so wins. Is was effectively the 99% of the outcomes was first to fire wins. With Halo, there's this just incredible sandbox of items and things in the train, things, um, vehicles and stuff that really allow for really sort of dynamic and fun gameplay where if your opponent's got a gun on you, first of all, what is the gun? If it's a rocket launcher, yeah, you're probably screwed. But if it's the assault rifle, which is what everyone's starting with, you've got time for your shields to to go down, to react, to is there something in your environment you can use? Do you need to outplay your opponent? Do you need to outjump them, move around them? That was always really, really fun. But then the thing that really brought Halo 3's multiplayer to the forefront was the custom games for me, which are... Halo's got this mode called Forge Mode, where it clears out the map, uh, or you can clear out the entire map, and you can put anything anywhere. And people made wild custom game types. So there's one called Jenga, where one person is the attacker, and they have a bunch of... um, sort of gravity lifts in front of them that they can throw items onto and that they can use they can use their hammer to throw items onto this lift this gravity lift that heads towards a tower that someone's made called the Jenga tower and all the other players are standing on the tower and the the aggressor is just trying to knock them off the tower that's it it's really simple but dumb fun over Xbox Live so Fortnite thing uh, so Fortnite? It's a bit for- no. It does sound a bit Fortnite-y. How does it sound Fortnite-y? <laughs> what have I Because Fortnite, you build towers. Other than that... What that, about no, that? That is, that is the whole thing. <laughs> you build in Fortnite. Well, you don't build anymore in Fortnite, but... Um, oh, okay. Do you not? No, but the well, you can, but there's a no building, no building mode is the current thing, but... Um, <laughs> But, it's like Minecraft, no building. Yeah, yeah it really is. Um, <laughs> T- take all of the personality out. But like, of your okay, game, so like, like one of the big game types in Halo is called Infection, where you've got one person is the infected, the other players are not. The, the infected infector. player oh. has to go and the moment they kill someone, uh, that person is also infected, and so oh. you have three minutes to try and survive and be last man standing. Um, but there's so many variations on that. There's one called Fat Kid, where the game type goes for like 16 minutes. And the Fat Kid is called the Fat Kid because they're incredibly slow. Their movement speed is reduced. But they've also wow. they've got all of the shield. <laughs> they've got all the shield. There are other things that are slow. <laughs> you know, yeah, they could have called it this is turtle mode, the turtle mode. This is like, really problematic this is like name. 2005 Xbox Live. I didn't make oh, it. Oh, it was a different time, it. was it? The, but, oh, they're, right. but they're also fat in that they're, they've got increased shield and health, right, to an enormous degree. Okay. They move incredibly slow, and they're... Wait, so you mean they have more shell, like a turtle? <laughs> so they didn't have to call it Fat Kid at all? This isn't turtle. working. This backtracking is not working. Look, I didn't make it up. That's just the game type Like, name. I know adults did it not come like up with that name. You're quite no, the expert. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, a kid made up that name. No, 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 no. But, but yeah, in yeah, that yeah, game yeah. type, what will happen is there are a number of... Obst- so they you put all the player characters in a tunnel, and there's lots of obstacles that they have to get through, and the zombie, the infected, is so slowly walking towards them with one kit hill uh, one kit hill one kill one hit kill weapon slowly just sort of pacing towards them and it's the humans the survivors jobs to just break through the barricades and keep on putting distance between themselves and the infected or they can risk trying to kill the infected by getting behind them and one punch to the back kills them the only thing i can input with halo is that i'm a big fan of like ring worlds yeah like I'm, a, I love the the concept and seeing that in any kind of execution. Mm. Like I think the only movie that I've seen it in was Interstellar. The end of Interstellar, you get to see like this ring world where the entire planet is on a ring. I love that. I love that concept. I love seeing that. So my second favorite video game of all time is my favorite Pokemon video game of all time, which is Pokemon Black and White Two. 
<laughs> I mean, right now everybody kind of seems that's their favorite Pokemon game, so I can't. I don't really have to explain it. It really just has the balance of everything that I love in Pokemon. It has the just the most amount of optional locations, of very interesting just places to be and Pokemon to see, and the, also like the just the amount of Pokemon and the kind variety of Pokemon you can use is amazing. I love the characters of Unova. I love Unova and Dredge is my favorite region. The story is not bad at all. It's second, not second best to the to the original Black and White, but it's like in the top five uh it doesn't do anything terribly except for just the addition of the uh mandatory pokestar studio at the beginning other than that it's a perfect pokemon game for me speed running i don't have a lot of unpopular opinions when it comes to video games (laughs) other than that i don't play video games (laughs) i mean yeah that's not an opinion that's a lifestyle how can you have unpopular (laughs) opinions if you don't play them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, so we're speed running. Liam, how you doing? Yeah, we're up to number two. Second favorite, Final Fantasy VIII, because it's the best one. Which one is that one? That's the one with Squall and Zell and Renoa, and Renoa's the worst character. Don't worry about her. You don't have to worry about her. Although you do have to worry about her, because she's always in the place she shouldn't be in, and that's why we don't like her. I love the setting. I love the characters. I love just the limit breaks in that game like special moves are absolutely fantastic I love the junction system which is basically where you absorb magic from enemies and from special magic draw points and you equip those magics to your stats so say you have like 99 thunder spells and you equip it to your strength stat it will up your strength by like 50 points or something and basically that means that if you use certain magic attacks that are junction to certain stats that stat may go down if you use too much of that spell over time and you have like to draw that. more of it and things. And I really love that it makes you think a little bit more about the action. I love that it's an active turn-based game. So if you aren't doing anything while, an e- like if you're just sitting there thinking, what should I do against this enemy? It gives the enemy time to go, well, I'm going to attack then. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy VIII, I love the entire story from start to finish. The soundtrack is the best soundtrack of all the Final Fantasy games. Like every track is a baller. The locations are great. My, my sort of second favorite game ever is I think at the moment is Last of Us Part 2 um, it's I've heard good things cinematic masterpiece um, why do you like it more than part one um, it's challenging it's it, I don't mean the gameplay is challenging I mean emotionally it's really really challenging <laughs> it's challenging the, to get through the, I mean it is challenging to get through and playing on a harder difficulty is very rewarding but emotionally the story is very difficult to get through because it tackles mainly with the subject of sort of tribalism and how when we say hey I like Liam I like Ron these are my people when they do when you go out and do something that's wrong as much as we want to say that we're like virtuous wonderful people actually there's a lot that we would justify our friends doing to because they're us and we understand us and we hate the them and that's what nationalism it it kind of that's (laughs) what it really sort of yeah this tribal mentality is what the game deals with by putting you in the position of in many ways you're playing the antagonist but in the main ways in many ways the hero was already the antagonist from the get-go and that's that's Mm. something that's prevalent in the first game as well and the first game makes you realize by the end is actually the hero the story is also the kind of doomer of humanity and what you're playing in this story is i mean beautifully crafted the world is gorgeous the attention to detail is phenomenal i could go on forever about it but the fundamentally the character relationships 
th- that's the thing at the core of it. And how much as a player you're going to get behind that, what was great from when it came out is it was quite controversial. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. And the discussion that came out of that is the thing that has made me not stop thinking about the game for a year and a half. I just can't cool. get it out of my head. And I need to... I'm partway through playing it again. It's, it, it's just stunning character work and so expertly written and crafted. It was weird because a lot of people gave flack to the voice actress of one of the characters yeah. in that game because the character did something bad, which was the yeah. stupidest thing I've ever oh, heard in my nuts. life. It was nuts. People are really what, stupid. What really upset me was to see the the people who, who didn't like the story, who didn't like the direction, right? And they would say... I can't believe you've ruined sort of, you know, this character that I love like this or done this for this character that I love. And I saw an interview where the lead voice actor was saying, let me assure you that there is no one on the planet who loves this character as much as me, the person who plays this character and who cares about this world and who cares about... They were so narratively driven and I think the fact that it was divisive is the point in why it's a huge success. Not that I can't find flaws with it. I absolutely can. There are bits of the game that I really don't like. Whatever. But it is nothing less than a masterpiece. Like, the negativity. I think the people who, who really didn't like it, they, they've either gotten over it or they've moved on to other things. I had a, I had a to- viewer who said, I don't want to pay for the game because I don't want to support the politics of the game. And um, I said to him, great, I'm going to send you my copy. Because... I, I like you need to play this like I just don't wow. care and as I said in my copy um, because I just it frustrated me did they me. play it? I hope so I mean I hope so um, it frustrated Mate, me imagine if you sent your copy know, and they just went oh <laughs> finally it's here it ben. frustrated me to no end the idea that someone wouldn't play it because they disagree with it politically it, it's a game that, what? It's, it's a game that is supposed to challenge you and the fact that it challenges so many people is what makes it a masterpiece like I don't even know necessarily where I land on a lot of the things in it, but it gets me thinking. I think yeah. it's good. I think it's really healthy. Uh, go on then, Rum. What you got? All right. So Tetris. I'm, it's my favorite video game because I my fourth and fifth were together. Sure. That's why I'm saying my favorite. Kirby's video game. Pinball Land. No, it's Breath of the Wild. Oh really? Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. 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 Game. And again, like everybody likes Breath of the Wild. I, there's yeah. All the reasons I like it, you like it too. I, I say it every time it's mentioned in my stream is like Breath of the Wild. I it's not my favorite game of all time. Probably not even on the list. But objectively, it's one of the best. Like it's the best game on the Nintendo Switch. Objectively, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I just it's, great puzzles, great action, great progression. Like and good story. Coming from a person who literally just doesn't play video games, it was just yeah. I had no problem playing it. I, I don't play Zelda games. Like I, I've literally played Link's Awakening, the remake, and I only played that because I um, I played Link's Awakening as a kid. Walked Same. into the first building, dumb kid, couldn't figure out how to get out of that building, so never completed the game. Mm. So I played Link's Awakening remake because I was like, might as well, I might as well finish what I started all those years ago, twenty years ago, whatever. And then I play, I've played Breath of the Wild, which I played before the Link's Awakening remake. And other than that, I've not played any other Zelda. Got no interest in Zelda really as a franchise, but Breath of the Wild took my breath away of the wild and i Brilliant. played the only other zelda game i played was uh wind waker i played half of it just Not that's, spoiler alert, really that, that's, that's, that's my favorite game that's the game i'm going to mention next so we'll just talk about that of, of all then. the zelda games that's the one that looks the most appealing to me cool. yeah it's i also regret not finishing it there was no reason i stopped it was more just again i'm not a video game person so like like even just like b- battling a final boss it just ma- gave me a headache or something like that probably at the time or something mm-hmm. and i just didn't continue it didn't it didn't make me feel it made me anxious probably while breath of the wild it 
I it was easier to play than Pokemon in in terms of like relaxing. I never got a headache playing playing uh, Breath of the Wild when I always do playing even Pokemon. That's great. Um, I could play it for three hours at a time, which is like the maximum. And I could. Yeah. I'm always looking for, and I always look forward to just like relaxing when I do play it. I mean, we got a sequel coming soon. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, right. It's gonna yeah. be so good. I'm yeah. just honestly, I'm more hopeful for the the Wind Waker port. Wind Waker is my favorite, and yeah, it's one of those ones where why do you like it? I don't know because I do. I feel at home in the Great Sea. I feel like I know those <laughs> islands. I know those people. At, I, at some point, I play it yearly in my spare time. I, if I ever get spare time, I'm gonna go and play Breath of the Wild again, and I want to be all 120 shrines. Wow. So I love puzzles. I love figuring puzzles out. I'm not good at figuring puzzles out, but I like bashing my head against the wall until Bre- I figure it out. Breath of the out. Wild is one... Like, I could agree that Breath of the Wild is probably, like, objectively better than Wind Waker. Wind Waker is just, like, a preference. And I think that's yeah. the way that a lot of Zelda games yeah. work, is that, like, Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild are both sort of, like, um, these pinnacle defining moments of their age. And the Wind Waker and um, Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, these are all, like, riffs and variations on... Ocarina of Time, and I suspect that future Zelda games, including Breath of the Wild 2, will be riffs and variations on Breath of the Wild. And so, and Wind Waker just happens to land as both my preference, but mm-hmm. also a a place of nostalgia for me. Uh, but I, I, I think love that Breath works of the, the same with, with all games, though. Like, I think that's the same with all games in the sense that, like, mm-hmm. you can you can recognize when a game is a masterpiece, but it doesn't that doesn't automatically mean that you go, oh, that's my favorite game right. ever. Like, sure, yeah, sure, Heart sure. Gold Soul it, Silver it, is better than uh, Legends of Arceus. Legends of Arceus are awesome, but I like them way more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that just leaves you, Liam, to wrap us up with your final, my, final game. My favorite game of all time. It's technically a tie, but it's because one of them is like very nostalgia based, and one of them, like they're they're effectively the same game. But it's Oddworld: Abe's Exodus and the spiritual remake, like the spiritual reimagining of Oddworld: Abe's Exodus, which is Oddworld: Soulstorm. And man, I love the Oddworld series to death. It's tattooed all over me. I've got my Abe in the in the background that the audio listeners can't see, and I've, I'm getting a bunch of new models from this model guy because like I'm just obsessed with the series. And Oddworld just has such a great setting, such great art style, such good lore behind it as well. And like it's a franchise I've loved ever since I was a kid. Like Abe's Exodus, when I played it as a kid, is like my favorite game until 2021 when Soulstorm came out because it's just. It's my favorite. Like I love the I love the two D side scrolling puzzle aspect. Mm. I like it. It fits really well, and it allows them to have like really mm. beautifully rendered like artistic backgrounds in such r- simple gameplay. And like the puzzles are fun to work out. The characters are very like quirky. The whole theme of everything is very very dark. But at the same time, there's a there's a touch of sarcasm to everything and a, a goofiness, and that carries over into Soulstorm, which is you know that they're, they're basically they're coming off the back of Abe New and Tasty, which is the original Abe game, Abe's Odyssey, made like beat for beat from the ground up. But then this time they went, now that we've got people back into Oddworld, we want to take the story in the direction we originally wanted to. Because originally, when they made Abe's Odyssey, the the studio went right, you've got nine months, make a sequel, and they were like what okay well i guess we're gonna have to cut a lot of stuff out and just build on the same engine we had before and just bang out abe's exodus so abe's exodus whilst it was well, it's a fantastic game and everyone should play it it's not fully true to the creator lord lanning's vision so soulstorm is like what he intended for the sequel to abe's odyssey to be director's cut hmm. and oh. so it's a lot darker 
it takes the, there are different areas you go to the 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 lighting and the graphics are absolutely beautiful for the game i think the 2.9d perspective really works which is basically where it's 2d side scrolling but the more you move and the quicker you move the camera pans slightly to be kind of behind abe as you're going along things and just everything's so good i love soulstorm and i'm in it is another thing there's yeah. a big one you're in it <laughs> but i want I, I really have to stress to people like me having a very 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 minor voice role in the game does not affect my enjoyment of this game like it's not like i'm telling myself i have to like it because i'm sure, in it because sure, I, I could very much enjoy the game and be this obsessed with the game and go, but it doesn't crack my top five. Like, there are games I like more than it, yeah. but hey, I'm in this one, I guess. But I love this game so much, and just the little icing on the cake is that my name is in the credits really That's early so on. Right cool. under Cadicarus. That's super <laughs> right cool. Right underneath Cadicarus. I think I'm above oh, Dean cool. Dobbs. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. I might be below him, actually. That's going to be really embarrassing. When I discovered this franchise or whatever, I remember, like, looking at screenshots i'm like this looks like a thing uh, liam would love um it, it does that's the exact kind of tone you you enjoy i think so yeah it's it so sense. sarcastic i have so much love for oddworld as a company as well like that they're, they're great they've been so great to me and like all that stemmed from that like i think i think i i tweeted my tattoos and i tagged them in it like years ago and they were just like check your email inbox and i was like okay checked my emails they'd sent me Oddworld new and tasty and were like enjoy it so cool so and that's cool. just awesome they just sent me the game because they liked my tattoos and then they're they're like the whole voice acting part came about because their um, social media manager was checking out whoever was streaming Oddworld strangers wrath which is another wonderful game everyone should play they just happened to jump into my streams and they were like we like your streaming we like your energy would you like to stream the next re-release that we're doing on our channel and then they were like yo so we got this new game coming out called Soulstorm and we want to put some some of the creators that the influencers that show like support for our games in it so you want you want to be in super it super cool super we'll cool. pay <laughs> and I'm like yeah boy let's go Liam you've been the perfect first guest like you said I I mean this is the end of the podcast forever wait what it. are your favorite games that was my, my favorite game was Breath of the Wild <laughs> wait what was Toby's favorite game Wind Waker, Wind Waker. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. Be in the room. I didn't real. Be in the room, Liam. Yeah, I'm so confused. I, I thought we were going me, Toby, Ron, and then but we, we did, went to me because but, my favorite, my fourth and fifth favorite game, I mentioned at the same time because they were tied. Oh, yeah. I'm so. I don't do numbers, and then, mate. And then because Ron mentioned Breath of the Wild, I was like, I'll just say Wind Waker now. I'm a looks True. guy. I'm not a numbers guy. Sorry, everyone. Well, too That's... bad we can't see you. Yeah, boy. <laughs> But that is a great time to ask, Liam, where can people see you if they would like to? You can find me at youtube.com forward slash Ace Trainer Liam for all of the WTF moments, usually on a Tuesday and Friday. I'm trying my best to keep up with it. Siri battles on a Sunday with my beautiful fiance, Sophie, a.k.a. Tara Star, follower on all her socials. Or five days a week, Wednesday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Twitch.tv forward slash Ace Trainer Liam, 7 p.m. till 11 p.m. BST at the moment because we're British summertime. We play Pokemon. Sometimes we play Warzone because I love that. And we're also doing a playthrough of Final Fantasy VI on Fridays. What's funny is that the entire podcast, I was holding in something that I literally can't talk about now, but I have to say it. Toby, I, I watched When Harry Met Sally and Jobs. <sighs> And Steve Jobs. Would you, let's go, let's talk about that. Should we talk about that in the future? We're gonna have to talk about it next week. Ah! I, but I have to say it so you know that I. Oh, that's. I'm sucks. so proud of you. I'm, I'm watching. Um, on your recommendation, I'm watching Parks and Rec at the moment as well. So. Oh, really? Also, okay, well, longest job. episode of the Carmine podcast ever. Woo! Beat my time, everybody. It's a challenge. Okay, cool. I need to do a wee. <laughs>